You're 
listening to the Let's Connect show with Carolyn Racy, right here on My Turn Radio. Let me know if you can hear me. All righty. Hey, Miss Carol. Can you hear me, Miss Carol? I can. I would love to hear you a little bit more. See? My, you just bust out the eardrum. Really? Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> Guess what? Oh my God. That just like woke me up. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be of service that way, but I don't want to hurt you. Oh my God. I got to go to the doctor for this one. Oh no. I'm partially deaf. No, I'm not full deaf. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% deaf. <laughs> We don't want that, girl. We don't want that. Not at all. Not at not all. At all. Hey. That's before. not great. That's yeah. not what we want. That's not what we want here. You know. We can't do that. We can't have that. We can't. We can't, we can't have that. That's not what we want. No, no, no. So, welcome to the Let's Connect show. For all you people out there, got to big up. It's a Shellyon. Big up Shellyon. Hey, big up Shoe Gregory. Is that Shoe from Mississippi? Yo, yes, girl. girl. What's up, my Mississippi friend? How are ya? M I S I S I. Hey, Shoe. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We missed you guys last week. Yes. Missed you guys last week, so we are here. Absolutely. And every, everything, right? We missed I, you all so much. I feel so good. I feel so glad to know that our Mississippi girl is following us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. is rocking with us, and we love her love, for it. Her and her. all of our other amazing friends. And, of course, Shellyan, of course. And Shellyan, girl. Yes. So what's popping, girl? Although, although. Huh? Listen, listen, Shelly. Don't get vexed with me right now when I say this. There's a song, right? Over the summer, we went to, um, me and my girls, we went to um, Virginia Beach just to have a, a nice little time. We rented a house and everything. And the whole time on the way there and while we were there, Reese. There's a song playing. You remember this song, man, back from back in the day. It's an old song. It said, that girl, that girl, Shalian, she's yeah. going like she nice enough. One bugger man. <laughs> We're not saying that, Shalian, that you have one bugger man. Oh, yeah, yes. I, I know. messing with you, girl. No, because I out, remember? Before, before our husband come kill me. You know? <laughs> yes. Every time yeah. I see that, and that's what pops in my head, because that song, I used to love that song. We were jamming to that song. <laughs> it's all love, Shelly. No matter how sweet. 
<laughs> it's all love. Yes. That was Red Rat or something like that. That song. That oh, song. yeah, right? Yeah, Red I remember that from way back in the day. <laughs> yes. So before we start, I want to know what y'all drinking. Well, water. Water. You say no water. What's that? What's that, girl? What is that? Tequila. What? <laughs> Tequila. You are serious. You're not playing. I want to connect, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's connect. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Let us connect, darling. Yes, honey. Is you serious so over there with that serious stuff? No, it's not serious. I just drink once a week with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I know. I'm just teasing you because yeah. I know none of us are drinkers like that hard. But, you know, we're entitled. You're grown. Yeah. The last time I thought I was grown. You know what I'm saying? Last time you checked, you last were. Time I checked my birth certificate. That's right. That's right. Yes. You so know, anything is is it's fine as long as it's done in moderation and that's what you're doing. So yes. that's all right. It'll be fine. Yes, honey. Hello, everybody. So what's been happening up years that as Al Roker would say. What's happening in your neck in of the your woods? neck of the woods? <laughs> your neck of the woods. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, a whole bunch of um, more personal stuff. You know, this week was really, really busy, and today, actually, I wasn't even sure if I could make this appointment because my my little one. Well, she's not so little because she's my height, for heaven's sake. Um, she had casts put on both legs today. So I was rushing to get okay. back to the show to be with you all. Okay. So she I had, so okay. she's walking around right now with both legs in casts, but it's like a, a soft type of cast. Okay. Did she um, break her legs? No, no, no. She didn't oh. break her legs. It's, okay. um, you know, she was one, she has a severe flat foot. So she's oh. flat footed, like really, really, really flat footed. And as a result of that, and she walked on tiptoes her entire life up until now she's been just always walking on tiptoes and that causes like the bones to grow in the wrong direction so her feet don't stretch like the rest of us her Achilles tendon stretch her feet there's like there's no bend there's no stretch it's just bam like that so that can't happen she she needs surgery really but you know she's a kid so I'm like I'm trying everything before I have to to do that kind of stuff yeah, so we've just been dealing with that. She's okay, you know, but you've got to correct things before they get That's out of right. hand. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing fun. No fun stuff happening here. Well, <laughs> well, for me, I had a road trip this weekend. Mm. Saturday, went to North Carolina, left out five o'clock. Oh, wow. In the morning. 5 a.m. in the morning? Saturday morning. Wow. Normally, you know, I'm in my bed. Girl. Right? How, how did you know? even get up? Aren't you like the person that has sleep Jeez. problems? Sleep, girl. Aren't you like the person that has sleep girl. problems? Practically have dropsy. Dropsy. <laughs> and somebody, somebody trusted you to drive? <laughs> I'm telling you. Let me tell you. First, we're supposed to leave like about three. Right? So... I got a text in and say, okay, we got to move it down. No, we were going to leave at two. 
And then I got a text that said, we're going to move it down to four. I was like, thank you, dear Jesus, because I didn't get enough sleep yet. And you know, normally I don't get enough sleep. Oh, yeah. So then we left out actually five o'clock. And then took my time, took my time driving. Went out for one minute. Got one, one minute. Hold on. Sorry about that. Um, so we left at five and the hardest part is getting out of Florida. I don't know for anybody that drives who love road trip, they know Florida is the longest state to get out. Once you get out of Florida, you're good to go. So it wasn't like a rush trip or anything. So we took our time. It stopped. You know what I had to do? I had to sleep for a minute, you know, because it was cray cray. Mm-hmm. You know, so by the time we got there, it was like six o'clock. So you left, wait, five in the morning and you got there six in the evening. Yeah, because I stopped. I was sleep. I had to sleep. I got to, I ain't rushing. I hear you. Yeah, it was a nice little road trip. And then, then I got, we got in at six o'clock and then I turned around, woke up at two o'clock in the morning because I had to catch a five o'clock flight. Wow. Florida. You so, were busy. So by the time I got to Florida, it was 9.30 in the morning. So you know the rest of my day was shot. Yeah. Yes. You were super, super. I don't even know how you handle that kind of a schedule, especially with your sleep issues. I'm preparing for, I'm preparing for the, the, the celebrity life. Because when oh, I get to that point. Oh, okay. At least well, I'll do it. <laughs> well, that means you'll be ready, girl. You're, you're, she ready. She ready. She ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she ready she ready so that was my that was my um my little weekend well you know what that was that was good it was kind of you also to do what you did but that's that's you that's like you you know that's what and you then do that long drive it gives you time to just reflect you know, you know, the way you reflect upon me, dear, what, what was it that you reflected on now? Not, Tell not, me. Not a damn thing. Nothing. <laughs> you were in that car for so long. I don't reflect what on you nothing, on. nothing. All you were thinking of was when you driving, get out of my way, mom. Oh, get out the way. Music. I was listening to music and I was bopping and, you know, it was just, you know, one of them days that I was well, just. Yeah, well, at least you had a chance to reflect a little yeah. bit. No, just think about life in general, but nothing popping like, pa, pa, pa. like oh, this came up on while I was on the drive, you know, not like that. Okay. Not like that. So, yeah, that's okay, Shu. Yeah. Um, so that was, a, that was it. What's, what's okay? No, she said she had shoe. Said she had to jump off for a minute, but I'm like, that's okay. She came. All back. right. Okay. Cool. Just I'm just saying because we're on radio, we have to explain oh, stuff yes, to our radio audience. You know, you, you can't forget people I are can. not seeing. They're Sorry. hearing. Sorry, people in the radio land. People in radio land, that's and our people in our podcast land. Podcast well. land. They're yes. not seeing. That's why you're there. You're my ying. Or yes. the young or the young. That's right, girl. 
yeah. you know how we do. Yes, yes. So that that was my that was my little weekend there. Nothing too. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy either. I just I've been just busy myself with a whole bunch of personal stuff. But you know that sometimes we've got to do that. We have to take time to step back and take care of us. You know, we're when we get on this radio all the time, we talk to everybody and we tell everybody the same thing. So we're doing what we we do. We practice what we preach, right? That's how the saying goes. We sure. practice what we preach because we come on the show and we tell everybody go get your doctor's appointments, go make sure you get yourself checked. I was just like a whole bunch of that stuff, you know? Hey, Yolanda. I'm shouting out people as they come on. I'm shouting them out. Shouting out. What's up? Long time no see, Yolanda. Yolanda. What's popping? Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, so, yeah. Um, yes, my love. Yes, my love. So now it's leading up to know what, um, I want to talk about. What you want to talk about? Tell the peoples what you It's want time to for wow. Well. What's affecting us? No, mess with me. No, mess with me. I have my mouth open. I'm like, wait a minute. What? She's on her game today. You, you, you want to fire me? No, but every time you want to fire me, come back. Come back. All right, girl. I'm surprised with that one. Uh, you, you're on your game. I can't, I can't say anything. Uh-huh. So what's affecting us today? So a couple things I was thinking about. But the first thing I wanted to mention was I was reading where Tiffany Haddish, you know, Tiffany Haddish and Common, the, the the rapper they go together they, they, they oh yes dating. they're together in a relationship they're cute in a relationship <laughs> in a relationship. relationship they're cute i like it happy for tiffany i love her she she remind me of me she does crazy trust when i tell you i'm not saying i'm no tiffany haddish now but you know i'm saying but um she said in um in an interview or something in a magazine that Instead of Carmen giving her a diamond ring, she yes. wants a couple apartments. I saw that. Okay. And I was like, you know what? That is such a bad idea. I like that. Right. Um, yeah. I like that. So what do you guys think? Would you take a ring or would you take real estate? That's an interesting question, huh? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Would you take a ring? So I guess a follow-up question also is, is it that she's saying she wants to get married, but she doesn't want the ring, but instead of the ring, she'll get the property, but still be married? Yeah, she don't want no, you know how the man oh good loving you got will you marry me and get a ring? Yeah. She so, wants so skip the ring, just go to the ceremony. No, like girl, um, I want to marry you, and this way you're gonna get an apartment building. That's your engagement ring. <laughs> I don't want the ring. <clears throat> if you if you can afford it, I would say yes, I agree with that. 
Let me tell you something. We, I would, I would, yeah, I have to say, I agree with that too. I would have never come up on that on my own. I know, right? That is very interesting. Yeah. But, but I'm glad she came up with it to kind of show, exactly. show other people that, you know what, there are some other options out there. And if that's how you feel, then be proud of it and be happy yes. about it. You know, in go for it. world, in to, with what's going on, listen, ring don't make a mind. I'm not saying that that apartment, but listen, you got more equity. You have more, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be in my name. Not our name is going to be in my name. I, I guess just just the way the ring would have been just no, yours. Do you the apartment if the end if you break up, what if you don't get married? What if the engagement is broken? Well, they'd have to come. I would have to do a prenup. Or you know, I always wondered about that too. The, these folks with you know um, financial freedom, basically, um, when they get those amazing wedding rings or engagement rings, and it costs like several million dollars. What happens to the ring once they break up? Do they return it? Do they keep it? I don't know. Listen, if I'm a money person like the person, like let's say I'm like we Jay-Z and Beyonce and we get engaged and we didn't end up getting married, mm -hmm. I'm going to give him back his ring because I got my own money. But if I'm poor, not poor, poor, he ain't getting it back. <laughs> yeah because you know i was wondering about that and that was a discussion too with um with like you said i think you just said it j-lo and even j-lo and 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 what's his name there alex rodriguez yeah i'm not keeping it right because i got my own she got, i got my money but if i'm gonna be struggling and i'm poor i'm gonna act like, listen honey boo boo no you ain't get back so i guess me. you know if you're getting the the apartment in place of and we have this amazing wonderful friend yoli on here who does yeah. real estate i would be curious to know what miss yoli has to say about this being that she's a real estate boss yeah, so you give it back <laughs> but i pretty much know what her answer is gonna be she's gonna say no <laughs> i'm not giving it back because if, if 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 he gets me with it i'm gonna be like listen i'm not accepting it unless it's under these terms which means that if it doesn't work out, don't come tell me about you want your apartment back. But but you would give back the ring. So what's the difference? What a ring can do that girl, you know I can lease all them apartments. What's wrong with you? That's income. But if you would give back the ring, why wouldn't you I, give back the apartment, especially oh. if they're of like similar value? The ring ain't don't no man not gonna give me no ring that is oh, no. Well, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not giving back rings that cost, you know, like with in Tiffany Haddish's case, I'm sure the ring would be quite expensive, just like an apartment building would probably cost, you know. So I would rather keep the apartment building than the ring. I would. I I, I would agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate, I, to be I, honest I, with you, because I would definitely. I mean, you know me, and you know the way I think. I would absolutely go with the apartment. You know, and I would take it and I would keep it. And I'm going to say, Boo, thank you very much. But I want to ask you, just in case we don't work out, what 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 happens then? I'm not just going to jump and take it. Like, <laughs> I want to find out what is in your mind. If if we break up, are you going to take back the apartment building? Is the apartment building in my name? 
Or is it going to be, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because it can be. Well, the, it can, you might not want to ask the question. You might just want to say that and stipulate that to say, listen, thank you very much. Just so you know, if it doesn't work out, seeing that you gave it to me, it will be solely owned by me. Mm-hmm. Just, no, that's true. <laughs> and have that in writing also, because if it's not in writing, it's like, exactly. it's, that's he says, she saying. says, your word against my word. Uh-uh. We need some paperwork, some paper trail. Some paper. You understand? Yes. Have it in black and white. Yep. So I think that was, that was a good, 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 you know, that, as I said, I would never have thought about it on my own. Like, yeah. I don't real estate. oh, no, don't give me that. Give me real estate. Right. I, so, I have to agree. I did not really think of it that way. I don't want a ring. Give me real estate instead. But honey, bring this, oh, I want a couple of apartment buildings or something. That's yeah. You can have the biggest ring around and still because ring don't make the marriage. Not saying that apartment made the marriage, but still. You know, we focus too much. Oh, we need a five carat ring and we need a this, this, because we have to show and we have to blind the person all the way down the street before them see you and all of that with the, the rock. And the rock don't bring happiness. Not saying so, that. The, so the message yeah. behind what you're saying is, you know, folks, think about it in, and not just being materialistic to say you want this ring. You know, sometimes. Mm-hmm think a little bit beyond that think a little further a little wiser because the ring it's it, it's just something is just decoration you're wearing it this not however you know having property and assets that's something of value let me tell you they have a saying in jamaica say land cannot spoil <laughs> you hear that land can't spoil so then land can sit down there and make your money years that i'm telling you you know well, in a way it could spoil because if you have a terrible hurricane or something and come in and a flood and come oh, in and, lord oh yeah girl then that's the end of that uh-huh. <laughs> but i get it i understand the point right so that is the um that is the 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 whole idea Tell him saying better go go work out you know, and lift some weight and then put on, put on like 30 pounds and come back. Then he can come on the camera so we can see I know, right? you know, all the muscles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> skin cell. And people just see a while ago with a skin cell. The whole world. <laughs> all these uh, skinny muscles. <laughs> uh, oh. But um, yeah, so that was one. And then the other one was, which we talk about, and I am not going to stop talking about it. So who don't want to hear? Too bad. Actor A.J. Johnson passed away. He used to, he was in Friday. He's been in a couple of um, films. Anyway, he passed away. They found him dead, right? And um, so now... He's an established actor, mm-hmm. African American, you know, um, side circuit. So now they're picking up. They're okay. doing a full fund for him, right? Okay. They're doing a gold fund for him because he did not have any money to bury him. There was no money mm. to bury him, right? 
and time upon time. Now they're saying celebrities are chipping in. He was in house party Friday, all that. Not judging anybody, not judging. But these are the things that we're talking about that we should prepare ourselves that we don't have to. And somebody, somebody from Black Enterprise or it was a funeral director, a funeral home says, GoFund is not insurance. We as colored people need to get insurance. That's what it was saying. Right. You understand? Right. And as I said, we don't, we don't judge on the show, but we want to educate. The, this is the reason why we say get insurance, um, get insurance. Hold on. I'm going to show a picture so you can see what I'm talking about. And this is, this um, is a, a, for everyone who is actually able to see. Right. And Oh, I remember him. Right. I remember him. You're putting up a picture on the screen right now. So for all of you folks who are listening to us on the radio or in podcast land, you won't be able to see the picture right now, but it's um, the name of the actor is AJ Johnson from um, Friday, the movie Friday. Yes. And House Party. And House Party. Yes. Yeah. And it's Anthony, a shame. Anthony it's a Johnson. Shame. So they called him AJ. Yeah, it's a shame that, you know, this happens. As I said, we have people right. that come on the show all the time and say, even if it's a final expense, it's $20 a month. You know, this is, you know, he left his wife. His wife is going, you know, dealing with the stress and the, you know, all of this and what people saying. And, you know, it's, it's right. We just no, we, uh, you know, I agree with you, Reese. And for everybody who's listening to us right now, we've talked about this so many times on the show. We have, you know, guests that come on every week, different guests. We talk about um, finances. We talk about credit. We talk about credit repair. We talk about, uh, we have all of the finance experts who come on. And one of the things that Reese, you're pointing out right now is something as small as like life insurance. And we have so many experts that have been on the show. We we had someone, I believe, two weeks ago, um, an expert. What was her name again? Nadine. Nadine Johnson, right? Yes. Yes. And for, for those of you who are you're listening right now, her link is actually up on our YouTube channel in our last show. She Nadine Smith Johnson. And it was on the September 13th. 2021 episode it's on youtube our september 13 2021 and um we had nadine smith johnson life insurance and retirement planning etc so this is what we talk about we bring experts on the show and we talk about this all the time to to remind folks that these are things that you can do so this actor who passed away he had a GoFundMe, or his family really, not him, his yeah. family um, put up a GoFundMe to help with his funeral expenses and all of that stuff. So what you're saying is, you know, it's really kind of sad that you have to do a GoFundMe when 
we talk about this stuff all the time, especially in the black and brown communities. It could be something as small as a cup, you know, sacrificing a cup of coffee, a cup of Starbucks coffee, and using that for a life insurance policy instead, yeah. you know, and something as simple as that. And that could actually take care of your funeral expenses. So you're not leaving that onto your family you know, which is an added burden on top of the emotional stress that the family may be going through, et cetera. Now we're not judging and we're not speaking for their family. Okay. Right. Let's, let's say that right now, because we don't want to, we're not here to offend anybody, judge anybody, you know, but that's, it ties into that topic very nicely. And it's not expensive as people may think it is. Yeah. But some people that I don't have money for insurance, Believe me, it is affordable. Even if you don't want to get life insurance for your family or what final expenses, you you can tell them how you want to be buried. You can tell them, listen, cremation, whatever. Just give that family member the peace of mind because they're going to be stressing already over the death, over all of this, you know? So and you put in how for your insurance, however much you can afford. Yeah. But it's it's cheaper than what a lot of people think. Yes. You know, and all the experts come on all the time. And the, the most common example that they use all the time is the fact that you could sacrifice a cup of coffee, a cup of Starbucks coffee, and voila. Wait, why are you always after you Starbucks? Like seriously. Because Starbucks is more expensive than other, you know, if I just go around the corner and get a cup of coffee, it could be, what is it, like a dollar for 90 cents a dollar for a cup of coffee. But Starbucks is a little more pricey. Nearly $50 for a cup of coffee. Huh? And that's what, that's the reason I say Starbucks coffee. (laughs) Anyway. You know, because most people don't mind the expense of a Starbucks coffee anyway. They run into Starbucks and most people are not just getting a cup of coffee, honey. They're getting a mocha, china, laka, sprocket, laka, plaka, flop. Okay? It's all of the <laughs> Leave my people alone. Leave my people. Starbucks is a cult. Oh it's my goodness. Culture. I have a girlfriend, right? And she knows who she is and she is probably listening right now to the show. You know who you are. She will leave her house, get in the car, okay? And say, okay, I mean, she does work hard because she's got a very tough job, but she'll leave her husband and the kids at home. She's like, I'm taking a me break. She hops in her car and drives to Starbucks just to get her cup of mocha schlock, a pumpkin latte with the frosting and the this and the that. And it's like, ah. And guess what? The line is always long. And I sit in there Last and I'll time I went with her. Last time I went with her, right? So I said, okay, you want me to ride with you? So I rode in the car. <laughs> she came pick me up. I'm like, okay, I'll go for the ride. That's me and my sister's thing when she and comes she's up. Riding around is like, oh man, the line is long. Yeah. Can't you just go get a cup of coffee somewhere else? Right. No, no it has to be. We will not cheat on Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> wait oh the line is short now let's go <laughs> like, wow me and my sister that is our tradition. <laughs> that is our tradition we go to i got her into it i got my nephews in like auntie come on let's go to stop i'm telling you so yeah she said she said yes shoe i agree she said no go fund or community fish plates either <laughs> oh, you know? See, as you said, banks offer policies now. 
so there's a lot there is a lot of ways to um to get to have that that um a little bit of protection a bit and of a protection. little bit of peace of mind even for your loved ones if you are no longer here it's just something that you put in place yes. so that you know if and when the it, let's not say if let's say when because every single one of us it's a when it's not an if yes. you know we're not immortal so you put something in place so that when that time happens you know your family is not doing asking for you know help to to you know for the funeral costs and expenses and all that stuff and and it could be for other things too it's not just for funeral expenses we're just using that as as an example but it could be for i don't know whatever else you you want to use that money for right you know talk to your advisor like i said nadine smith johnson on our September 13 episode, Let's Connect out on YouTube, people. Go out there. That woman was so knowledgeable. I was like, oh my goodness. I was so impressed with her. And she came on here and she laid it down for us. And let Keep me reach out to her. Yes. If you want some insurance in um her number is, and I'm gonna get it to you guys. You can write it down. Her number is 954-709-5156. So I, is that, she, this is a different number than the one she gave out on the show. I hope you're not giving out this lady's personal oh, sorry. number, you know. No, you're giving not. out the woman's personal number. The this number that is, she is gave that on the part. show last time, and it's already in the YouTube. <laughs> oh, yes. But say it again. <laughs> She's going to kick your butt. No, no. No, no, it's 786-488-9556. That's the number. That's the number. 786-488-9556 for, um, in order for you guys to reach her. That number is already in our, um, in, in our YouTube episode that we have out there. All her links, the yeah. link to her, um, her phone number, all of her information is on the YouTube channel. Yes, yes, yes. So that was that was my what's affecting us this week for that on my end. So. Oh wow. So look at what she said. She was dropping some knowledge on us today. Oh, okay. When you have a baby now, hospitals offer Gerber Life for the first three months and then you take oh that's a that's a I've always seen that. One dollar, a dollar fifty for five thousand policy, for five thousand dollar policy. Look at that, five thousand dollars. How many of us could use five thousand dollars, right? Yes. And you pay a dollar fifty. Dollar fifty. So for everybody, but so what she's saying is, if you have a baby, of course, this right now is not a blanket thing for everybody, but it's this is one of the categories. If you have a baby, you just became parents. This is an option for you. Gerber Life is offering this for the first three months. And then and after that, you take it over for a dollar fifty. The Starbucks yeah. coffee costs more than a dollar fifty. Leave me and my Starbucks. <laughs> Leave me and my Starbucks. The Starbucks coffee costs more than a dollar fifty, Reese. Uh-huh. Yes. So there you have it, folks. We're just, I know we are, we're like beating this horse and beating this horse, but we want you to get all of your information. We, we're not going to stop telling you, 
because we want to make sure that you have the information. A lot of times as human beings, we're busy, we're going through our lives, we don't want to hear stuff, or you know, we may be stressed out one day and we didn't listen. So we're going to keep telling you till you listen. And yes. as humans, you know, sometimes you hear things. I, I read something somewhere before that you we hear things, we have to hear things 12 times, 12 times. That's why when you see marketing and commercial and um, ads that you see on TV and stuff, they run it so much because you're never going to pay attention the first few times you see it or hear it. You know, it takes 12 times for then for it, for it to really click. So that's why we keep on telling you guys this. <laughs> yes. So that's what's going on. Um, so oh, wow. And Shu also said, grow with me plan in Gerber, and they have adult insurance people, Gerber. True. You sell insurance? Cause you sell like you selling some. You sell insurance? Let us know. Let's promote. Big you up too, and send them to you too if you sell insurance. <laughs> there's enough um, for everybody. I'd always tell. There's enough. There's for enough everybody. for everybody, and no, here she everybody. is. Everybody. I'm giving out some information that's really necessary. There's a a plan for adult insurance, and. It's, it's going to be different for everybody, obviously, but what she's saying that they pay $33 for a $150,000 policy. $33 you pay for a $150,000 policy. She said she don't sell it. She does very informative. Okay. That's right. All right. That's checking. That's checking. That's right. I'm so I'm loving her because she's informing us right now so that we can tell everybody else you know it, it's out there people it's out there you know it's a gerber life policy that shu just dropped some knowledge on us she she told us about the gerber life policy um for people who just had a baby take that over after three months and you start paying into that it's a dollar fifty for a five thousand dollar policy this is for all the folks who say i don't have any money i can't afford this i don't think this is gonna happen it, it, there is stuff out there. This one is $1.50. If you've just had a baby, look into that. You know, we just have to ask. And don't worry about people getting annoyed with you or being afraid to ask. And if you don't have a lot of money, don't feel insecure about asking questions and saying, listen, I don't have a lot of money. There are people out there who will help you work with you with whatever budget you have, figure out your budget, and then make sure that they can help you find a policy that will fit into your budget. I always say, start small. Yeah. Start small. And when you can add, you just add. You start small. You start like with the $1.50 policy. $1.50 add for a $5,000 policy. That's better than nothing. Okay? For a $5,000 policy. Yes. All right, so that's our that <coughs> excuse me, that's our little take on um with the GoFund insurance um policy. So we um today we're talking about um, um child abuse, and so our guest is running a little bit late today. So in the what I'm gonna do is to just um until she comes on. Just um, put on a little bit of music and then just um, come back after. 
So let's bear with us for a minute. All right. What was that, Reese? I'm sorry. So I'm saying that our guest is running a little bit late. So I'm going to put on a track uh, in the meantime until we get sorted out. And um, all right. So just five minutes. All right. So don't go anywhere. We're just taking a little bit of break. All right. We're here. We're not taking a break. We're here. We're here. Just, you know, so just so folks don't think we're we're breaking, we're here. We're just going to play a little bit of music while we wait for our guests, right? That's what you're saying. And I've been in a, in a um, what is it, Bob Marley's state of mind. You know how our listeners go once they hear music, they're like, like, where are you? Where are you? Everybody panics. You're like, you guys are off the air. You're not on the air. What's, what, what am I hearing? <laughs> not off the air. We're just taking a little break. You get so many comments about that. All right.
I hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Hmm. Anybody out there hearing me? Because I'm not hearing you guys. I hear Are you, what, what's, what's wrong with your equipment now, girl? I hear you now. I hear you. What's wrong with your equipment, Miss DJ? Begging every week, but nobody don't love me. More months till Christmas. We are big for. Huh? What do you need? Tell people again. Remember, I said you gotta tell people stuff twelve times before anyone responds. A headphones. You need new headphones <laughs> for the radio for your radio show. We need some equipment, friends. And so re oh. yeah. You, you guys can donate. Yes. If you don't want to pay for it in the insurance, maybe you can give us the $1.50 for the if, headphones. If you like our show, if you love, you know, liking our show, and you know, radio stations, it takes money to run the radio station and all of that. So you can just hook me and curl up with a little zip, zip. That's right. We have, I think we do, um, even on our podcast page, do we have the support button there where people can, can um, donate? Yes. If they feel like. If they feel, if you feel like you like us, if you feel like you like us, that makes sense. If you like us and want us to continue with our crazy show on Monday, <laughs> love to come on and speak for yourself. You're the only crazy one. I love to act the fool, and I have a reason. I am the sane out. one. Whatever. <laughs> yes. So, oh. Yes. Yeah, so as I said, if you wanna um you know donate to the the show feel free to do right so. if you like the content that we bring for you guys every week hey support us yes and we're gonna have um merchandise soon you know with our let's connect we're just gonna finalize on that so you can get your let's connect next let's connect um stuff right so yes I love how we connect every Monday. You know? That's right. That's the whole idea. You know. Right. Yeah, you were saying something? Yeah. You know, one of the things I was thinking of since we're still here, okay, play our drop again so everybody knows who we are. I just love to hear the I just play, let me play it for you because I'm a camera that with you know. Listen, when you listen to the radio, other radio stations, don't let don't let me have to air your business on the air now. Come on now. Let me just drop it. Come on now. Love for air. I said, go on, Carol. You're listening to the Let's Connect show with Carolyn Racy right here on My Turn Radio. 
That's right. Just in case folks may have just joined us and they're not certain what they're listening to or they're joining us for the first time. You know, this is a part of, of the business. You know that, girl. I was thinking, right, until our guests um, join us here, um, what do you think, right, Reese? And I saw this on another show, and it just, I, I made a note of it because it made me think, what about running into your ex, right, Reese? when you run into your ex, and I'm really curious about what everybody thinks about this. When you run into your ex, what feelings come to your mind, right? Do you think about how do you look? How do you want to look when you run into your ex, right? What kind of feelings come into your mind? Do you think about how, how are you looking today? Or you just, or do you not care? Right? And, and another question is, would you ever reconcile with your ex? I was going to ask that today. <laughs> which x <laughs> it depends on which x wait a minute am i touching a nerve right now reese <laughs> along with my exes except two i don't like them <laughs> so it don't matter to me if they whatever it does not matter to me because i don't like them you don't like them but you like them at one point right that must have us was drinking too much. <laughs> you had too much to drink. I, what, you always have that one person that, what the hell was I thinking? Seriously, you have that one person. <laughs> I went there with you. <laughs> what was I thinking? What the hell? How did I do that? that? What? So, as I said, it depends, but. If it's one of them that I don't like, I don't care. It don't matter to me. But if it's one that I like, yo, you know, we never got closure. We need closure. You know, oh. you may be one, well, all right, maybe we'll go back together. You never know because maybe the second time around, you will learn from your mistakes from the first one. So, you know, like perfect example, Nene and Greg. I love it. From Real Housewives of Atlanta, yeah, I love my thing. They they were they were meant to be with each other, but they broke up. They went their separate ways, and guess what? They found each other again. But they really they got married again. I didn't know that. Girl, you need to ask me any scoop you want to know about these celebrities. <laughs> you need to have a whole celebrity I segment need, for you. Need a segment. You need a segment. Shoo, shoo, Gregory said, Ewe, where's my cognac? <laughs> I guess you would not be getting back with her ex. It, as I said, it just depends on which one. So, as a, you know. But some people say they're, they're an ex because, for a reason. But you can't, every, every scenario is different. Every circumstance is different. Because That's true, because, because sometimes it ended you know, fairly amicably, and it was just an agreement between and the maybe two. You were young, maybe you were too young. Yeah. You know what the hell you know about love one at nineteen twenty. There was the the there wasn't and the, they were immature at the time, so yeah. maybe they matured. Yeah, well, let's hope. You know, maybe they matured, and you get back 
you know, we kind of, I think we talked about this a little bit before when we talked about this with um, JLo and Ben, mm-hmm. you know, getting back together, maybe. Not evil. You know, you never know. Maybe they didn't want to break up and, you know, they were, for, who knows? Never say never. But what feelings you think come into your mind when you see them? You know, if, if you know that you're going to be somewhere where your ex is, do you think about how you look or how you're going to look? Are you what? That's what you're missing me for. <laughs> you, you want to show them what they're missing? You're missing. <laughs> and, and you walk past, you don't even, maybe he didn't even see you. You make sure he see you walk past. <laughs> you're gonna strut fast right um, make I, sure they take sure, notice make sure <laughs> yep, yep. And especially if you have somebody on your arm too <laughs> <laughs> yes but that stuff i'm like listen all right this is what i got now yeah you know it's like i was thinking about that um when i when i heard folks because a lot of times as humans of course if you know that you're going to be somewhere where your ex is going to be you want to look the part you want to look your best mm-hmm. you know you're going to make sure that if, if if there's a particular outfit or a, a weight level or whatever you want to be at, oh, you're going to work to make sure because you, like you just said, you want to show them what they're missing. Especially if you know, what, like, oh, he used to like you in certain outfit and you know you go to the same party and you know he's going to be there. What? What? Put that on, boom. This way right here. Yes. Now, you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> you can't look, but you can't touch. <laughs> I you make sure so you're taunting the whole night. <laughs> yep. mm, Human beings are so funny. She says, yep, see what you miss? Look at what you're missing. This is what you're missing. I don't know how I don't get knocked on already. I'm trying to <laughs> I mean, I agree. You do, you do, as humans, you do want to look your best. Just you know. It's only natural because you do want people to know that, listen, you missed out. Or, with... you know the good thing? Especially, what if you was like chunky? Like, yeah. oh, you know, like I chunk, you know, and then I lose the weight. I don't look what? And I hear, so what? You going to be there? You best believe. What? You can't... <laughs> Tighter clothes you can't find to see the pronounced. You me, right? So you thought I was going to be big on my life, a BBW? Oh, no. <laughs> You're so funny. But, you know, that, that is a reality for many of us human beings. Yes. It's you know, only so natural. it's only natural. It's only natural. You don't have to feel bad about it. You don't have to feel guilty about it. It's a natural thing. So do you and do you just boo. be happy. Do you, boo. That's right. So that's that. That was your what's affecting you? (laughs) Your ex. (laughs) It just uh, is something I was thinking about. So yeah, we we brought that into our wow moment. Okay. All righty. So hold on for a minute, please. While we get ready for our guest of the evening. 
It's now time for our topic of the day. What? I'm on point. What? Now you showing off, girl. Now you showing your stuff. I need my job, man. I need my job. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. I love it. Yes. So our topic of the day is, go ahead, Miss Carol. So our topic of the day today, everybody, if you are just joining us, welcome. And we are happy that you're here with us. It is another beautiful, fantastic Monday. And we're so glad to be with you, bringing you amazing topics as we do. Now, um, Today we're talking about, and we put that out on our socials today as well for you. So we're talking about the topic of child abuse. It is not a pretty topic, but it exists in life and we want to address it. Okay. We want to talk about what it potentially looks like. Um, is it happening? You know, we hope that you care. We hope that you want to hear more about it. We want to talk to you so that if you see it, you recognize it then you can hopefully address it because we have so many innocent little souls out there who are struggling and suffering. So we're gonna chat about um, child abuse today. And for everybody who's listening in, um, call us on our phone line. Um, we wanna hear from you. We want your comments. We want your questions because we want it to be an interactive experience. Call us 718-925-3056. 718-925-3056. Join us live on our Let's Connect Facebook Live right now. We're live right now. So come on, everybody, join us. We're here. Okay, go to our Let's Connect page. Let's Connect, that's with a K. All right, live on Facebook. And we're also on the radio, which is our home, myturnradio.com. Okay, so with that, I'm going to introduce our amazing, wonderful guest that's going to sit down and kind of educate us again. She was with us a few weeks ago, Miss Carlin Stewart. She is here. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Welcome again. Thank you. We loved you when you came on before you educated us and you put us, you dropped some knowledge on us. And we're hoping that you do that today again, because, you know, like, like we always say every week, Reese and I, we could talk and we could talk about stuff and all of that, but that's not what we're here to do. We want people like you, Carlin, you're the expert in your field and you know more about this than we do. So pretty much we have questions, et cetera. And you can just answer some questions for us or just tell us things that we would have no idea about. So today we're chatting about child abuse, but if you could tell us what, um, what your field of work is, but people who are listening for the first time didn't hear the last time when you were on with us, if you could tell us your background a little bit. You're mute. All right, so hi everybody. So my name is Carlin Stewart and I am employed with the Child Protection and Family Services Agency in Jamaica. And we have responsibility for children who are in need of care and protection, many of which would have been abused, um, you know, in keeping with the topic of 
today's um, show. And so we provide services for those children. Um, some of them have to move from their, their homes, um, depending on the type of abuse and the severity of the abuse. And then, of course, that's a last resort. When we move children, it is a last resort. We try to work with families as best we can, but you know that the best interest of the child comes first. So there is no compromise when it comes to safety. And so if it is that we, we believe at all that the placement of that child in that home is going to cause more harm than good, then the child is removed. But um, for the most part, we try to build capacity in parents, you know, help them to cope. Now it's a very difficult time with COVID-19 and all of that, the stressors. And so we try to stay ahead of the game, you know, which is where I want to start the conversation. You know, how do you not get into the whole issue of child abuse? What are the things that you can do to prevent the kind of stress that, you know, parents undergo sometimes that leads to this type of abuse? And so I, I believe that being proactive is possibly the best way to go so that you don't have to even be a part of the child abuse conversation. But if unfortunately you cross over, then you know education is, is, is important and also to break the cycle of abuse is equally important because we find that a lot of parents who abuse um, their children, uh, that's what they, they, they grew up on. And so they say, well, my mommy did this to me, my daddy did this to me, so you know I don't know anything else. So it's all about breaking the cycle and teaching them you know, what the, what different options are and that, you know, discipline is not abuse, you know, and punishing is not meant to be painful and harmful. It is supposed to provoke a change in behavior. And that's what, you know, as parents, we need to get at. So as the conversation continues, you know, we'll talk about, you know, how it is that a parent might end up abusing. Half of the side didn't start out to do that at all. But there are some signs and there are some red flags that you have to look for. And when you see those things, as a parent, you walk away, right? You right. walk away. So, you know, as the conversation goes on, we'll talk more. Definitely. Oh, I love that because those are some of the things I really want to hear more about because, you know, we're all human beings. And like we always say, Carlin, on this show, you know, our motto is more compassion, more empathy, and less judgment. So I just want to stress that again for everybody there. We're not judging people on this show. We're here simply to educate. And if you're listening right now and you're finding yourself in this situation, we're going to be speaking with you. We don't want to talk at you. We don't want to talk about, about you. We want to talk with you because we're hoping, as Carlin said, you can break the cycle, okay? And she will educate us on what some of those look like as we go on. But for starters, let's start off with the basics, right? Basics. When we say child abuse, what do we mean? All what right. is child abuse? I can read a definition for you, but I, you know, if you could tell us. Right. Plain and so all right, so it's in the simplest terms, it's maltreatment, you know, of a child. And one of the things that I want to lay out very early is that we pay attention to certain types of abuse more than we pay attention to others. So once you say abuse, everybody thinks sexual, physical, you know? So I just want to put it out there that child abuse is the maltreatment of a child. It constitutes all forms of physical, emotional, sexual, 
any kind of treatment that causes a child to be neglected. And, and as a result, there is potential harm for a child's health, survival and development all right so it's a combination of stuff but what it is is that if it leads to potential harm in whatever way or form for a child that's child abuse so you may not take up a switch or a belt but you do something else and it hurts or it is potential harm to a child that's child abuse so it could wow. be like like you hear some of those stories where um, the child is left in the basement. They don't eat. They're not feeding them. They're not. So that's them. neglect, right? Right. Right. And it's as severe as that on one end of the continuum to the other end where you always just speak negativity into your child's life. Always calling your child a name, always discouraging, having low expectations, all of that. So it's, it's, it's from the very, what we would call simple as that to the very extreme as having your child locked up for days without food. But it is all of them fall on a continuum because what it has in common is that a child is going to be at potential risk. Right. So I saw somewhere that uh, about six types of abuse, right? But it's almost like there are four main ones that we talk about all the time. And one, you, of course, you already mentioned, which is the sexual abuse and as you said, that is not the only type of abuse, everybody. It's not right. the only type. It's just one of the most common ones. But there are four. And just let me know, Carlin, if you, um, whether you agree with this. I saw that there are four types. You actually mentioned sexual abuse. And you also already mentioned neglect, right? Mm -hmm. That's another one. Then I saw that there was emotional abuse and physical abuse. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that for everybody who's listening right? If you're listening, maybe you're not in the situation, but you never know. You could have a family member who's going through this. So just take a listen right now. Maybe you want to jot these down, get your pen and paper or your fancy, you know, um, smart devices, whatever you have, and take a little note of this because it's so important. Oh my goodness. If we love our pets so much, we can love our kids. Okay. Yes. It's sexual abuse, neglect, Emotional abuse, physical abuse are the main ones, but there are also, I saw others like financial or economic abuse and cultural and identity, you know, a type of abuse, but the four main ones are the ones we just mentioned. So those right. we should really dig into a little bit today and chat about. So if you could go through and give, uh, Risi, you were just mentioning some examples, right? So let's start with, let's say, the most common one, which we should all know, physical abuse, right? What, what does that entail, Carlin? All right, so uh, physical ab abuse is generally characterized by physical injury, all right? So the, you can look for bruises and fractures that result from punching, you know, and every time I do this presentation, you know, this aspect of it always has eyes wide open, um, results in from punching, beating, kicking, biting. Can you imagine a parent biting a child? Shaking, throwing, stabbing, choking, burning, right? I mean, those words are hard to even try to conceptualize how a parent could, could do those things to a child, but it happens, you know? And um, 
it probably is the worst kind because you you know you see the marks and you know the children are in pain and i think you know one of the things that is very hard to explain about this type of abuse is that in many instances the children themselves still yearn for their parents so you are burning and you are biting you are kicking me and i still as soon as i come out of an episode um the, the person i want most to be around is my mommy and my daddy because by nature children love their parents right and sometimes in anger you know when you talk to the parents and I, I mean we are into restoration and we are helping all parties so we are not saying to parents oh we're going to set you aside and you are you you cannot be redeemed so for us we have to look at the, the entire all the persons all the players so yes we have to treat with the child and we have to care for them but what of those parents what do you tell a parent who thought that their only option was to kick and bite and throw and stab? So you see that the issue is, is very diverse and we have to meet all the people that need help, including these abusive parents, right? So the punching, the kicking, the stabbing, the biting, the shaking, all of that, you know, results clearly in harm to the child. But I want to say right now that most of the time when you see this type of abuse, it is because parents have acted out of frustration they have acted out of anger you know and that's why the first tip to parents is never respond to your child if you are still angry first tip never respond to your child if you are still angry find a way to calm down walk away do something you know never respond you know sometimes when especially somebody reports to you about your child you know a lot of us get embarrassed when we go to school and we get those reports from teachers oh your child did this or if your child acts out in front of guests who you thought you know you didn't want to see that side of your family and you get upset and you are frustrated and you are embarrassed you know we see it a lot sometimes you go on the street and you see parents reacting to their children who have done something and um you know a lot of people say oh it's because the children have done it before why they keep on well when you have your own children you realize that sometimes your children do things you have never seen them do before yeah yeah don't know where this has come from it is not true that they have always done it and it's because you never dealt with it mm -mm. No. your child will do things that you have never seen happen yep. right and you in especially in those cases you know try not to respond out of your own embarrassment yes we are parents and we feel bad Sometimes too, you have other parents who are there um, cheering you along. That if that was my child, I would whatever. That's them. Have your own style of parenting. Do not let anybody, even as close as the person is to you, whether it is a grandmother, a grandfather, a partner, never let anybody try to boost you into disciplining your child in their way. You have your own standard. And if your style is to say, okay, when we get home, we'll talk about it. That's your style right and so try not to act in anger i find that for the cases that we see a lot for this physical abuse it's usually because parents are acting out of embarrassment yeah. anger, frustration right. sometimes you disciplining your child has nothing to do with what the child did it's just the space that you're in you just got a bill you just lost your job you just had a fight with your spouse and you are taking it getting getting back at somebody and you see you see your child doing something not right but you overreact yeah. right and you and you and and the crime we say the crime doesn't fit the the punishment yeah. you know 
sometimes yeah. it's very basic and it's like that's all the child did just spill some milk or just and then you end up shaking biting burning you know that kind of thing so physical abuse i would suggest to parents do not respond when you are frustrated get to your calm place and then treat with the issue but but i have to say when back in the days parents did not think that way they thought they thought that using the belt if you didn't use the belt they're not being disciplined so it's hard when i can i can i'm not condoning it but i can see why the the, the generation that follows do the same thing you understand right right it's not 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 that doesn't help everything especially in today's world with these kids and let me tell you um i think there's a big debate about corporal punishment yes or no and some people tell you um from the biblical perspective that you know you're not to spoil the child you know spare the rod and but, spoil the child right Your mic is off. Your mic. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Right. But I want to say that this debate about corporal punishment, I think countries who, who have decided that they were going to totally ban it probably are erring on the side of caution because you may take a belt and your intent is just to have two Two, two hits on the on the fat part of your butt or the hand middle and you don't intend to harm but it ends up with the belt being misplaced and an eye yeah you know look right so i'm saying i don't even get into that conversation to say oh should we beat or should we not beat i'm just saying most of the time when you you interface with a parent who has caused harm they never set out for that yeah right and so i really believe that as parents we have to try and find ways to discipline our children minus the belt because guess what anyway when the child gets to 14 and 15 they're already looking down at you anyhow so if the beating is the only thing that they know when they turn to 13 and you're looking up at them, how, how, how would that happen? Yeah. You know, I hear parents say, oh, they'll stand on a stool, but I think you're going to have a little bit of difficulty there. <laughs> That's not realistic. The thing to do, do is to try to find ways from early on for children to understand why something has to happen because you want a change in behavior and try not to make the only option you have. Because the truth is, I have heard, because I haven't tried it myself, but I've heard parents say, by the time you finish beating a child, you are tired, you are in Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it really doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know what is so funny? I mean, it's not funny, but they'll, you, you'll beat the child and the child is looking at you like, okay, I'm not feeling anything. Come harder. And it's aggravating you because you want them to cry because them crying is, is, is confirmation, okay, you know, but they're looking at you like, okay, you need to come better than that. And that will get you more mad. Yes. And they do that. They do that to test your patience or just to be defiant. You know, your children will do that. So then sometimes it makes you even more angry. Yes. I mean, these, I'm, as I say again, I'm not condoning abuse, but the things that the kids put you through, sometimes you wonder. You understand? But, but that's and then, what, 
And the more they don't cry is the more you are on a campaign to make them cry. To make them and cry. Then, oh, you're not crying? Okay, I got more for you. <laughs> and then they just start to cry. The minute they start to cry, you tell them, stop it. Did I give you anything to cry? So you see, yeah. it really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Ladies decide what you want. You want me to cry or you don't want me to cry? Exactly. Exactly. But but Carlin hit the nail on the head, you know, where she said sometimes it's just as parents, your own emotional situation that you're going through at the time. And that's why you have to be so careful when you're dealing with the child or disciplining. Because let me tell you, we all as parents, we've been through this. Like Carlin said, they do stuff that we did not teach them. Yes. Okay. Because I've seen my kid do some stuff and my mouth is on the floor like, what? I raised you from birth till now and I have never done that in front of you. How are you? Where did you even learn this? <laughs> you know, I have a friend. Her daughter came up and from Jamaica to come up. You know, in America, the first thing they love to put in the kid's head. You know, if you get hurt, whatever, call 911. You know, because it's abuse. So this is a new thing now when the kids, you know, that's the first thing they learn. So the kid misbehaved and she, a West Indian, took her belt. I'm going to call 911. Call 911. Why are you calling 911? I'm going to get as much as I can. Oh, <laughs> You know, so it, it, it's like, and it's not, and and when I ask, and, um, I'm glad you asked what um, Carlin what is the fan as abuse? Because West Indians will be, they think that it's abuse and it's not. You understand? Who licks on the butt and on the arm is not, or whatever in the back is not abuse to me. I don't see that as abuse. Well, um, the, the truth is, remember now, we're starting with the, the, the um, definition that says it's going to bring harm or injury you know no that's debatable because what if the harm is that that child feels like oh you're always beating up on me um they have a low sense of self um you don't love me you know that kind of thing because remember now that um hurt and harm is relative you know there are some children that you can beat them one time and it destroys them for life because you know it's because you hate me that you beat me and that kind of thing nobody's ever going to love me i'm never going to do anything that pleases you and you know that kind of thing so you don't want to take that risk because we only have one shot at this thing called parenting if you even have 10 children you only have one shot per child if you get what i'm saying right so you don't want to to take the wrong decision so i'm saying it just it's a win-win if you try to find another way so um to discipline your child yeah uh, and it's not easy you know so we're not saying that it is easy parents we're not saying it's easy at all it is not easy and every parent knows that it is very difficult because the kids are they, they will test you and they try your patience and they do a lot of stuff but we just have to make including myself a lot of times like you said Carlin, I have to stop myself because sometimes I want to say, what's wrong with you? And I have actually said that. I'm not even going to lie. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Are you mental or something? And then I'm like, whoa, I got to stop because I don't know how these children, how they might take that. You know, it's all in how they receive it as well. And we can talk about that when we talk about some of the other um 
um, forms of abuse, but in terms of physical abuse, you know, we do not want to respond by just beating them, beating them and beating up on them all the time like that. Where we're from in the Caribbean, <laughs> we used to get our butt whooped. <laughs> oh, I, and I have many times. I mean, it didn't have... And that's what I'm saying. We don't look at it as abuse. Even when I hear people talking about, oh, their mother tell them, send them to the thing to go get a switch from the... the, the well, I never got beat with no tree limb or what the, the switch thing i got whooped with the switch that alone i gotta go get it myself and then i get whooped <laughs> but some people would think that is abuse right there when is the, i don't think it's abuse but that's how we were brought up but i have a question for you carlin you're in the business right and you see the children all the time is there any time that you is there any situation that make you want to cry like me, I'd be booing. Like if I even see a kid, you know, going to, you know what I'm saying? So do you? Right. Um. There's there's a whole lot. You know, a whole lot. Um, a whole lot. Like I remember when I when I was just a new social worker. This little boy, his leg was broken, and his leg was simply broken because he went to school and spent up all his money and had to beg a taxi to take him home. So when he, when he begged the taxi to take him home, the taxi dropped him off and just said to his mother, you know, you, um, you, he, had, he didn't have any money. Started to beat him and eventually stepped on his leg, right? She didn't intend to break his leg, but you know, she's mother and she's heavy. And I think he probably was five or six at the time. No, probably seven or eight, grade one. And you know, the, what was hard for us is that whilst he was at the hospital, all he wanted was his mother. He wanted to go home. She gave us every reason to not put him back with her, but he wanted his mom. And he was like, you know, he was almost kind of, um, what do you call, kind of convincing us that, oh, he had forgiven her because he just wants to go home, you know, that kind of thing. But anything that causes separation of families, when you see a child crying, and when you see a child asking you, why is it that I have to be going some other place, you know? And, you know, you ask children to speak out. And sometimes when they do speak out, they end up being the ones who have to be removed. And you never want a child to feel like, because I spoke out, because I reached out for help, I suffer. Because I end up now in a facility with a host of other children, leaving the comfort of my home, that kind of thing. Anything that causes separation, you know, is, is hard. Yeah, you know, for us to treat with, yeah. Oh man, I can imagine. Cause yeah, just there's a you know I love good times, and on good times there's an episode where the um, Janet Jackson was abused by her mom, and every time I see that scene, I cry. Where the, she takes the iron, and like you, you know exactly what's gonna happen after that. Like that was real, you know, abusive stuff. So I can just imagine it happening in real life to kids and they can't do anything about it and you know it's really sad yeah and it's not always being done by the parents too so which exactly. i'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. as well um carlin um it's not always being done by the parents it could be somebody else but i think i saw a statistic somewhere 90 90% of the times or something, the abuse is being done by someone the child knows, you know, so it's not always the parents, but it's, it's somebody they know. 
family member or a close it's always either a family member or not a, just no please remember the trust part no and, and trust, trust. Yes. no yeah. and trust yes yes definitely yeah. definitely thank you for clarifying that because that's so important everybody so if you're listening it's somebody the child knows and trusts so pay attention you know don't feel like you're if you're a parent who's not um abusing your child but if you notice something yes go in and be the mother hen swoop in make sure you know what is happening with your child because it is somebody that the child trusts that is doing this and I remember there were two siblings um when I was younger we were all kids together but there were two sisters I think one was adopted and she was considered pretty this was back home and she was considered pretty you know um prettier than the one who was the biological child and that child was jealous of the other one who is prettier, you know, different type of hair, skin, this and that. I guess she was jealous of her. Do you know that that child suffered so much abuse from the, her older sister, the one that was jealous so much? And then one day we all lived in the same neighborhood. One day we heard that little kid scream in pain i think i can still hear it and i'm i'm so old now i still hear that scream that child screamed in pain because the sister took a hot iron stamped it in the palm of her hand and to this day that she couldn't she can't open the hand doesn't open fully like this so that that level of abuse so it's not always from the parents you know, it's really sad. And that's physical abuse. Right. And I wanted to say too, that there are so many variations of this physical abuse because another one to consider is that sometimes parents become abusive because of abuse between siblings, yes. right? So siblings fight or siblings burn each other. And, oh, this is what you did. Let me show you how it feels. And in disciplining, the mother or the father is going to do to the child what the child did to another sibling. So there are so many versions that can provoke um, the abuse of a child. Wow. So yes, the child is wrong to have done it, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it any right to for you to do it, you know, back to the child. Yes. Yeah, it's true. And I'm glad that you say that because you know what? All of us, including me as a parent, sometimes I'm like, oh, you want to know how it feels? You know, and it's like, then you have to stop yourself and think to say, no, you cannot do this kind of stuff. They're children, they're gonna act out, find another way. And I'm constantly looking for other ways, you know, some stuff that, you know, the child loves, then you remove that from them or something, you give them consequences, but not the physical abuse. You cannot beat up on the child. Ah. Uh, so glad that you're pointing this out. So parents out there, if you are listening, this is so important. Right. I wanted to make another point for the parents listening. So um, a lot of the times when children are abused and they finally speak out, they tell you they didn't speak out earlier because they didn't think anybody would believe them. Right. And that's something that you have to consider. When you have a child, you have to build a trusting relationship from very early so that your child knows that if I tell mommy, she will know that I'm telling her the truth, right? And you have to get your child to trust you. And this does not start 
on the day that abuse starts. This is something that you have to invest in from early so that on the odd chance, unfortunate chance, that something occurs in that child's life. They know that of all the people in the world, I can tell mommy or I can tell daddy. And that's something that as parents, you have to, you have to find that place and help your child to know that they can come to you. No matter how strange it is going to sound, I know if I tell my mom, she will believe me because that's the kind of relationship we have. Now, sometimes as parents, we want our children to come to us, but we never invested the time or the energy or the sweat or the tears that it takes to get your child to trust you. You have to do that. It's like an insurance as parents. Do it so that in the event that something happens, they will know they must find you. You know, if, if they're at school, get a call home to mommy. It's mommy that I need to talk to or it's daddy that I need to talk to. Now, here's the big part about parenting. Nobody can do that for you. You yeah. have to do that for you. Daddies have to do it. Mommies have to do it. You have to find a way to connect with your child so they trust you and they know that you will believe them. And then the other parties, then they have to act in a certain way so that the history of their behavior causes you to be able to believe them right so you can't have a child that's always not telling you the truth and always and then you know so it's kind of you have to find a way to build that relationship so if things happen where um a child may you know not tell the truth or vary the truth somewhat you have to pull them in every time it happens to tell them the importance of the truth even if you are wrong at school or wherever still tell me so if we are going to put that out there, then it means that we have to gauge our responses as parents. So we tell them, tell us everything, tell us the truth. And the first time they tell you the truth, you're grabbing them in places that they, they never know they had, right? So you can't do that. You have to make sure you balance it off so that if I, so you have to brace for the tough conversations when the children come and want to talk. Don't let them see the shock on your face or the fact that you feel like you want to pass out. Just ride through it, get them to trust you. But guess what? These conversations start from the simple things that don't you don't even care about. So at, two, at three or four years old, when they want to talk about a stone that they found outside or a shell that they found, has nothing to do with you, but that's where you start to build the relationship. So make a big deal about what they make a big deal about at four and five and six. And I promise you, it will go with you. So when they get to 14 and 15, the bigger issues that are important to them, they will be used to telling you. You can't shun them for the first 10 or 11 or 12 years when nothing that they say makes sense to you. And then think that at 16 and 17, when the information gets juicy, they are going to choose to tell you. You know, oh my goodness. As I'm listening to you, I'm thinking back on my own parenting right? Because none of us are perfect. And if anybody out there say that they're perfect and they don't do the, da, 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 that's not true because we're all human, right? And as I'm listening, I remember my kid was little, maybe, maybe about three, four, like you mentioned one time and um, was hanging out with friends. And the friends said, told me that my kid said something or another. And I scolded my child at the time. And I said, no, that's not very nice. Why did you say such and such and such? Why would you do that? You know, that's not what I taught you. How would you? And it's so funny because I think it was later on, much later, I found out from talking to my kid that my kid said, mommy, you know, I'm really hurt because you didn't believe in me. 
you listen to someone else. And I didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't true. I didn't, I felt like nothing. I felt so small. I was so, I felt so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, because there's so little, something so small was that important to that child that my kid held on to it for so long and cried while she was telling me about it. And from that day, I promised myself I would never do, I don't care what it is. I am going to make sure that I am supporting my kid first and anything else I'll deal with it back with just between me and, and, and her privately to say, okay, tell me what's the deal. That's how mommy, you know? at one thing with our mother, we could talk to her about anything. Up to, I'm telling you anything. Like today, just like up until today. Yes, yes, seriously. And yes. when even if we're wrong, she'll let us know that we're wrong. She's not gonna sugarcoat it and everything, but the fact that you can we when I say anything we can talk to her mother about and it lead or it spilled over to my daughter now. And I'm like, no, I I wonder if mommy felt this way when we were telling her stuff like some things that Andrina, my daughter, tells me, I'm like, does she realize that I'm a mother? TMI, too much information. But <laughs> I'm glad that she have the that she feel comfortable to come tell us. Yes. Wanted if mommy felt the same way, like when we telling her stuff, like really, do I really need to hear this? You know. But that's how I remember when we was 13. The first thing she did, you remember the book, "What a Young Woman Should Know About Sex." You remember? Gave <laughs> us that book. And that is how we knew we could talk to her about anything. You understand? So yes, very important. Very important. Yeah. And and Mama is on the line actually with us. She's with us, and she said, "All oh, this is so easy to say, but it's very hard to do." And it's so true, you know. But it's it's something that we have to do every day. Just like I just told you um, the story about my kid, and I made sure to put that in practice from that day on to say never to do that because then you lose the trust of your child and that's such a big thing that what you're saying carlin you know you we can't afford that as parents we want them to trust us we want them to come to us right it's it's um you know and it, it can get more complicated and i want to put that out there because we are not perfect families and we have different types of families right so we have blended families we have families that have um step step mommies and step daddies and you know uh you know children half brothers half sisters that kind of thing and we have families that are trying to come back together after divorce that kind of thing we have families that have been split because of divorce and so remember that the children in these circumstances always always need that extra that extra cushioning yeah. and everything they read into everything that happens and you know as mothers I, ca I can't speak like a father because I've never been a father I've been a mom and as mothers you have to remember that sometimes your child is the only thing that 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 they have it's just you right and whilst we are busy getting on with our lives and we are trying to move on from relationships and so on our children are there wanting from us um the, that cushioning you know, and wanting us 
to be their advocate at all times. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. Your child expects you to be their advocate. But then how do you strike the balance? How do you not fall into, okay, I'm spoiling my child now because I started to overcompensate because the marriage didn't work and daddy's not here. And I think I have to do um, three times, you know, you have to balance it because at the end of the day, you want a well-rounded, disciplined child who is living at their highest potential. You know, so you have to know when you start to overcompensate as well. And so that is why discussion is important to say, I have to take this decision. I have to take this privilege away from you because of this and help them to understand, you know. And right. so that's that's what I want to just go a little bit into what we call emotional abuse now, because all right. So some of us are not biting and kicking and shaking and stabbing. Right. But we are using expressions to our children. Um, we are rejecting our children or they feel like we are rejecting them. Um, we are calling them worthless. They are not, they are not meeting the milestones like we have perceived them to meet. We want them to be doing this at 16. You should be on a full scholarship somewhere and they are a little bit behind. And again, you start to make it about you as the parent. Oh, I've done everything and I, I sent you to the best schools and I spent time with you. So why is it that you're not doing medicine? And, and then you start to, to speak to the child and make them feel less than. Instead of having the conversation to say, okay, it doesn't look like it's going to be medicine. Let's see what it's going to be. Is it going to be farming? You're going to be the best farmer ever. Is it going to be athletics? Tell me what it is you need. You know, that's what, I'm, that's what needs to happen. And so sometimes we, we push our children in a box and they feel, they start to feel sorry for themselves because they feel they cannot measure up. That's emotional abuse. Right. A lot of us who have mm-hmm. more than one child, you are going to start to compare your children. And if it was your brother, he would. And even if brother is setting a good example, be careful how you always mention that if it were your brother, he would. Mm. you know and i don't know why my 14 year old is looking at me like i'm guilty of that <laughs> I just i see a shadow in my camera and i'm not going to be looking now to see if he's even there but we have to be careful even if brother is setting a good example help them to know that yes he's setting a good example and there are some best practices that you can emulate but be your own you right so not that if it was him, he would, no, don't do that. You know, I really dislike when anybody compares because I am me, right? Yeah. So help them to be the best version of themselves. So this type of emotional abuse, sometimes when a partner leaves, what you see reminds you of the partner that has gone because he looks just like his daddy or she looks just like her mommy. And every time you have to interface with her, you are reminded of the hurt and the, you know, all of that that happened. And so you move into that kind of, you know, sometimes it's not what you say, it's what you don't say. Right. Sometimes you sit there and your children feed from your energy and they just know. How many of you have ever been in your room? Your child comes in. The last thing you want is your child to climb into bed with you because you just need this personal space. You don't say, get up and come out. But your face is saying, when are you going to finish this version of your day so I can get back to right. working out my bills and thinking yeah. of- more and you're literally just you know flicking your thumb waiting until you go just waiting it out our children feed off and they know when we don't want them in our space so that kind of thing this emotional you know and guess what a lot of us as adults suffer from that still yeah 
My son tell you, oh, you're in your feelings. Okay, I'll talk. Right. To you. We still have unresolved emotional issues that affect how we parent. Yeah. I remember we want to break the cycle, right? So just wanted to say yeah. that. That is so true. And I'm glad that you said that. And I'm, I hope that a lot of us out there are listening and hearing that again, it's breaking that cycle and it is, it could be considered as emotional abuse. You know, yes, we do need our time, you know, as parents, we need our time and we need our time away from the kids, but it's all in how we show that to them, how we translate that um, you know, when our children are watching us because they see that and they feel it. So we have to be careful of that. Now, we're not saying we should treat them with eggshells and act like, you know, because we have to parent them and we have to provide discipline and we do deserve our space as well. But it's striking that balance, you're saying, Carlin. Okay. I wanted to say too that sometimes as parents, because we decide that we are not going to use corporal punishment, we try to find the, the next best thing that in our minds is as close to painful as we can. And so we get into punishing our children in some really embarrassing kinds of ways. You know, a long time ago in Jamaica, you would have your 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 assign your teacher would probably write a sign on you. Oh, I um I I stole something in school today. I'm a thief, that kind of thing. Now it seems as though, yes, you're not gonna be it and you're not gonna get um a mark on your body out of a belt, but you are going to be so embarrassed. You know, you're going to be ridiculed by your peers, you know, that kind of thing. And that, that's not good. That's not good for our children. That doesn't change behavior. That doesn't explain to a child why the next time something comes up, they should act differently. All they remember is the shame and the embarrassment, you know, and the anger just piles up in them, which leads to aggression in our children. But that's for another show. Mm. Talk about it, girl. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to talk about here because you're right. That then leads to aggression. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, one of the most popular one, do you want to talk about the sexual abuse or the mental and psychological? You're mute. You're mute again. Sorry about that. All right. So let's talk about the sexual abuse. Um, I think that's the one that gets a lot of attention. And that's the one that we think is the worst kind. And, you know, that's the one that sometimes we join to focus. Um, I wanted to say something, though, that when you talk about abuse in children, more often than not, it's a combination. So you'll have the physical aspect of it and you will see signs of sexual abuse or the sexual abuse child may be physically abused. I should put it that way. The sexual abuse child may be physically and emotionally abused as well. So sometimes we are expecting to see standalone cases. That's not what you see sometimes. Sometimes you see a nice combination, right? I don't want to say nice. That's not the right word. You see a horrible combination of types of abuses, right? right. And so for the sexual abuse, that's referring to sexual exploitation of our children. Um, involvement of children in sexual acts or sexually motivated behavior that could include prostitution incest you know mm -hmm. um when you think about the culture there are some cultures where fathers believe that they have to be the first ones to initiate sexual activity with their daughters 
you know so there's, there's the incest um encouraging a child or forcing a child to participate in in pornography so you're doing the filming of children and you are circulating videos and that kind of thing um there's also sexual grooming where you are literally you literally eyeball a child and you are preparing that child to um later on exploit that child but for now you don't touch, but you you say, oh, you look so nice and, you know, you're going into a nice girl and, oh, I have some pants for you. That's sexual grooming, right? And now people are being arrested for sexual grooming. So if you think it has to be just, just touching or whatever, you know, there is that. Hmm. So, um, sexual abuse, no, it's, of course, you can well understand how it impacts our, our girls. Um, a lot of them, a side effect you know, of that is promiscuity. So children who did not want to get at all involved in sexual relations get involved and then they turn around, just that's their hobby, that's their thing to do. And it's not because a child has become, like we would say, bad. It is because that is how the child now sees themselves like, oh, this is how you use me. So, you know, I'm already gone. I'm already soiled. So why not just... You know, and the funny thing about it is that these girls sometimes behave like they have no issue. I have no problem, but they do have a problem with behaving like that. They don't want to be like that, but that's their run to place. And and with the sexual abuse cases too, that's when you hear them saying, oh, nobody would believe. And people will ask them questions like, so why didn't you tell somebody? And it happened two times and you didn't tell anybody. Why didn't you didn't know it was wrong? And they feel re-victimized. And so that's why um, in a lot of jurisdictions, we are sorting out having this child interviewed one time with all the players at the table one time. So you don't have to go to court and be asked again. You don't have to go to the arm of the police to be asked again. You don't have to go to the social worker or the medical personnel. One discussion, one interview. Everything after that is intervention, right? And so um, this is where now the whole issue of trust um trusting somebody a family friend an uncle a bigger brother you know who you didn't think you could you would have to have your guard around but these are the people who get into your space baby yeah yeah get into your space and abuse you and you find that it happens over and over now when the child is young there is a time when that child doesn't even know that it is not right and they are made to believe that this is okay. This is love, right? You don't have to feel bad about it. Now, as the child gets older, then the child will recognize, oh, this seems abnormal. This is not what my friends talk about. But then by that time, you'd have been in, in that kind of circumstance for years, you know? So um, the sexual abuse part of it is really something that we have to look at. I, I was trying to find... Um, so I guess I guess further on in the discussion we'll get down to the signs and the um you know the behavioral signs because we also have to know that mm -hmm. the behavioral signs of any type of abuse what yeah. it looks like mm -hmm. so um, I, I don't want to preempt it but um yeah we'll talk about that wonderful um and then but before we move on from that real quickly because I do want to get to that I know Reese you recently shared with me. Um, a video, uh, we can't play the video because it's very long, 
but um, it was a video. It's on social media, so we're not putting anybody's business out there illegally. Yeah. But Reese, can you tell us about what that was real it's quickly? Actually, um, Tanya Stevens talking about when she left country and went to Kingston and how she um she was abused by someone that she con considered a brother or you know they were close a trusted person a trusted person she was given an interview and uh, she said she did not recognize it at the time that it was um abuse until later right. and stuff but um yeah she actually broke it down broke it down yeah. um and to let people to let me uh we can play a little clip of it just, just a little bit so you, the people have an idea uh, but yeah it, it is um but i want to tell you know carlin is here and she's dropping some great information on us so i really want to to chat with carlin a little more and i know she doesn't have all evening because i see that she's busy <laughs> i can see it <laughs> she's multitasking like crazy <laughs> i can see it i know the signs so but so we don't have time to really play all the video but i just wanted to say carlin that um tanya stevens for everybody it's on facebook we saw the video she was doing an interview with um vibes tv or something like that i think it was um Reese. um it was first of all the first time i got ripped Oh God, I look like I'm coming from church. Yeah, I can talk about it now. I, honestly, it took a while to be able to say that without flinching. Oh. And this was somebody I trusted. It's not strange, it wasn't strangers who hurt me. This is somebody I trusted. So I was just coming in the music business. And I was coming from the country, moved to Kingston. I was, I was brought to my sister's house first as a babysitter um, for her daughter, my niece. And in, in the process of babysitting, um, she ended up sending me to a fashion. I can't lie, I was impressed. I was affected because it felt like, yeah, um, this person actually saw me as, as an equal, as a part of his circle. Yeah. And I went. Okay. And outside, at the landing in front of his door, there were some people. So what we're going to do is to put this on our, um, on, so you can watch the interview um with her and this is not the first time that she's spoken about being you know going through this so it's on social media we'll put the link if you want to watch it and stuff but it really it's really deep yeah and she really she went into deep into it and gave a lot of detail and let me tell you i paid rapt attention to this when you shared it with me, Reese, because, and I, I even took some notes. So basically, um, Carlin, she was violated at 17, right? So she was young. And I don't know for those folks who don't know, Tanya Stevens is a um, reggae artist and um, well-known. And it, this was on Yard Vibes TV. Uh, I was trying to remember the name and she was 17 when this happened and she was with her sister and babysitting and all that, mm -hmm. as you heard her say, and then her, but she was doing music because she always wanted to get, get into the music business. So then she was working with somebody. She started, she was young. She was picking up, she was babysitting, babysitting her sister's child and all of that. And she was also going to school because she was 17 years old, but she would go to the studio as well to work. But she felt like they, these folks who were prominent as well in the music business 
and she didn't mention any names, but they were prominent and trusted and loved in the music business. So when her sister realized that she was doing music and all of that stuff, the sister said, no, you're too young. I can't have you doing this stuff. And this person said, you know, I can speak to your sister and speak up for you and be an advocate, you know, and this person was a trusted person. So the sister said, okay, and relinquished some of the control to this person. So this person was driving her, Tanya Stevens at the time at age 17, was driving her to the studio or whatever. And he said, okay, I just have to make a quick stop at my house, my new house, because I'm moving and da, 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 I have to make a quick stop. And that's where it took off. And she said, he took her to the house. It was supposed to be this quick stop. And she said, the assault started there. It was relentless, she said. It was, and it went on for hours and hours and she couldn't scream. She couldn't call out for help. Who was she going to call? And then afterwards she said she felt dirty. You know, she felt so dirty and who could she tell? This was a trusted person. Everybody knows and love. Nobody's going to trust her. So then she felt like she was the one who was the liar. She waited to go back home till it was dark. So nobody would see her and nobody would see her shame. So, you know, it's everything that you were just talking about. And that's the reason I wanted to mention that. And so folks, we'll put the link up for you because that was so important. And at the time she said she was only 95 pounds. She couldn't fight this person off. And it was a big strapping, strong person, you know? And then he beat her for hours, not just Violet, he beat her. And then she just, she just gave up. And after that, the abuse just went on and on and on and on you know, after that multiple times. And because so it, it almost became the norm for her. Yeah, it is a lengthy, it's a lengthy. It's video. very long and it happened again when she was 19 and this time by multiple people, you know, a group of folks and the person who she was dating out of the lot and his father was a policeman and it happened in the house and him and his friends and whatever. And she was like, here it goes happening again. So she almost lost her mind, she said. And then she withdrew into herself after that for a long, long time, you know? So this happens. And again, we were talking about this abuse happening with people who are you supposed to know and trust. Her sister trusted this person. Yeah. I have a, um, we have a, 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 one of our guests, Shu Gregory, uh, this is for you. Um, Carlin. Um, mm -hmm. She was sexually abused by a cousin when she was younger, four years old. They were a few years older, seven years old than me at the time. But even now, as an adult, the anger when I see them is still there. How do I get past this hurdle? All right. So a lot of times when people are hurting is because they have not had an avenue to talk about it, right? I don't know what the details of this case is, but a lot of times when anybody hurts, it's because you are trying to deal with everything um, just you. And so one of the things that counselors take you through is getting you to, to talk about, you know, what has happened. Um, there's a technique that they call the empty chair technique where you have a literal cheer and you are asked to speak like you would be able to speak to the person right and the, all of that is just simply a way to to vent to speak to say how you feel now 
another thing is that you have to give yourself time and there is no designated time for you to feel better. And sometimes people say to you, oh, but that happened to you when you were four. So why is it that you still have all of that? There is no designated time to feel better. So one, um, one thing that, that, that is used or is recommended is that you have an opportunity to speak on the issue. That might be directed to the person if you get to that point, or it might just be for you to get, get what you're feeling. Or it's okay to be angry. It's okay, it's okay to be disappointed. So many years later, it's still okay to be upset. And you have to tell yourself that first thing. Then you vent either by yourself with your counselor, or if you are brave enough, or if you feel like you are ready enough to actually speak to your, to your perpetrator and to say, this is how you made me feel all these years. This is how I feel. Now, it may be that those of us who are lucky may get somebody to apologize, to say sorry, and, and perhaps that might make you feel better. But for me, the bigger part of all of that is to let it out. Have you ever just had an issue and you're driving your car and you're just talking out? People say, oh, you're talking to yourself. You're not talking to yourself. You are letting it out. Because if you keep it, keep it locked up here, it just stays there and spirals, mushrooms into more hurt and pain and pain and disappointment. Talk about it. Get somebody to talk to about it. And like I said, if it is that you feel like you are ready to speak to the actual person about what has happened, get to that place where you can say, this is how I feel. If they apologize, it might make you feel better, but it is it isn't even about that. It is about being honest about how you feel. It is about taking off the, the, the pretense that you've had to live with for a long time that, oh, I'm okay with it now. No, and know this, it is okay to see that person and feel the way you feel because you were violated. So it's, 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 don't try too hard to, to feel different. Just go with what you're feeling. Be honest about what you feel. If you don't feel like sharing that same space, you do not have to share that same space. And there is no time. There's no limit. There's no time frame that you need to feel better about it. So what you're trying to do with all of that, all I'm saying is pace yourself. Deal with your emotions. Help Express how you feel in your timing. It's your clock that matters. It's not anybody else's timing. And for a lot of times, I think that what sets us back when we are trying to get over something is that we are trying to work with somebody else's timetable, right? So if for, if for the first 10 years since it happened, you didn't feel like talking, you didn't feel like talking. If now you feel like talking 20 years later, then now is the time. But I find that for our, our victims, when whenever it is that they are struggling, it's because they are trying to use somebody else's timetable. Mm. Yes, other person's experience will help you. Yes, the way other persons dealt with it will be an eye-opener, but there's no guarantee that's, that's the answer for you. Use your own timing, pace yourself. But the important thing to do, your objective is to get what you're feeling. So find a way to expel your feelings. It could be writing. If you have a journal, write how you're feeling. Tape how you're feeling. Speak into a tape recorder if you don't want to talk to anybody. Draw something. Use art. Draw something that is not, might not mean anything to anybody else, but for you, it is a way of getting your emotions out. 
find a way, do gardening, do something that when you do it, you deliberately are doing this thing for a couple of hours every day to get out. And remember that it's not anybody else's way or timing. It is you and how you are feeling. And I want to tell you also that as victims, we are not on any one-way roads. It doesn't mean that once you start to move in a particular direction, if you move in a particular direction and today you feel like going right back to feeling that is okay too, because it is how you feel about your emotions and you pace yourself to express how you feel. It's not anybody else's timing. That would be my advice. She says that she's confident to, no, she's confronted them and they don't remember, but she says she know better. They had the face of shame. She said, when she sees them, she wants to fight, but I have to digress. And then she says, writing has worked so much. So, yeah. Right. Thank you so much, Shu, for sharing that. You know, we really, really appreciate that. Thank you, Shu. Um, we, and, and I hope you continue. We know you write, and you have some amazing poetry yes. that you write, which we love you for. Uh, and thank you for sharing your story with us today because that's what we're here for. And I'm glad that you're brave enough to share your story with us and with the, you know, the other folks who are listening because I'm pretty sure there are other people out there like you. They're yes. just not saying anything right now. So I'm so glad that you were brave enough to share that with us. But you know, take some of the advice, like you said, I know you're listening that Carlin just shared and, um, and keep doing some of that. Now, Carlin, before we move off of this subject, you know, what do you say about the fact that th there was a, she was four, and it happened by a seven-year-old, you know, it, for, to other people who say, ah, they're kids, just leave yeah. them by themselves and go off and leave them alone. They, they're just playing. What do you say to that? All right. So um, clearly, clearly it can't be as nonchalant as that. All right. Because a seven-year-old, like a four-year-old, needs supervision, right? And the lack of that supervision can lead to things like what we are talking about now right, right? See, it's affecting her to this yes, day right remember right it. right and um and in for, for me in that situation it would have been two children who would have been put in harm's way a yes. seven-year-old who needed guidance and supervision and a four-year-old who had to suffer because of the lack of supervision of the seven-year-old and so on so i don't i don't agree that we should um trivialize anything like this because see we have a real life example here that many years later this four-year-old still remembers and is still affected by right so it goes to show that as adults we ought not to dismiss things like happen like this these things need to be addressed i don't know the situation but my question as a social worker is how many other person persons have been violated perhaps by this same person another question that comes up is was this person violated prior to that would have caused you know at seven for you to do this to somebody else so you are looking and you're trying to figure out where in the maze are we now you know are there any other persons um in addition to the person who has shared who has fallen prey to this you know and this seven-year-old who is now an adult what 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 type of person is this that okay. has been unleashed in society is this has this person been um you know, restored, you know, has, has there been any work that has been done or do we, are we running behind a bomb still? 
Because you know, and that is the concern that I would have. The court, according to her, she's saying that um, the, the seven-year-old was exposed to my, no, it was what they were exposed to. Her parents took them in because of abuse from their parents, physical and sexual abuse. Right, so. So that's you know, Right, so, I mean, that's what we are accustomed to seeing, that yeah. it usually is that you just, you know, and it's so unfortunate because, you know, somebody would have decided to help somebody and in doing that, and, and again, mm -hmm. we also oversee the foster care program and that is a concern that our foster parents have to say, we have our own biological children, we want to help, but what if we open our home and something like that happens? So, you know, that's a typical, typical case and, and I worry that our foster parents have to say, I want to help, but I can't expose my child because the risk is just too great. Wow. Wow. That's that's a real thing that we're going through that every everybody in that in those circumstances encounter. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you touched on that because as the resident expert on this, you know, I hope that folks are listening and you know, just paying a little bit more attention to what is happening. See. They can't be too young. Yeah, and, you and this is a topic that people are not going to be readily to jump up and talk about. Right. I give kudos to to um to Shoe Gregory, right? But and hopefully Shoe Gregory would help somebody out there by just asking these questions because you could have people that just sit down and oh my God, I want to talk to somebody, I want to tell somebody what's happening to me, and I can't. Right. So hopefully this program will kind of open up and let them feel a little bit more relaxed to, you know, to maybe find help, go to therapy. I mean, you know, that's the best thing I can offer. We can say, go to therapy. It's, you know, talk, you know, if yeah, you don't have right. anybody to talk to, or as Carolyn said, journals, I love me journals. I just love to sit down and you just write. And then the book can't say not, I mean, you just let it out. Right. And I just wanted to say too that sometimes our healing, our healing just takes so many different forms because just to share on a platform like this is a, is a forward step. Yes. It might look like a baby step to us, but just to share, whether it was just to, to type, to gather your thoughts, to say something that is that is moving in a positive direction. And the other thing too is that acknowledging that writing helps. It's two things. It helps you you know, this person who shared, and I would encourage that person to, to just share that technique with somebody else who might need to be using that technique as well, because right now you'll be sharing it as an expert from, you have used it, you didn't read it in a book, you didn't learn it in a class, you have used it. So when you go, that's a testimony that you can go and say to somebody else, it has helped me and it makes a difference. Makes a difference than a counselor who is trained to just say it because the theory says so. And they should not feel ashamed. Not at they all. They should not feel ashamed of being, it's not your fault. And a lot of a lot of them victims sit and think that it's their fault why it happened. Is it because I wore this dress? Is it because it was too tight? Did I wear short short? It don't matter. Right. right? Do not exactly. feel guilty. Do it's not your fault. Exactly. So, you know, and that's a great segue kind of Reese, because, you know, just to tie it all in with what Shu said, and also Carlin, what you talked about before, um, 
this and what Tanya Stevens experienced. So see, everybody's experiencing the same thing. So mm -hmm. this is why we're touching on this today and we're going into it because people are experiencing this. It is a real thing. For some of us who've never experienced it, we can't just sit here and say, oh, it's not a thing, whatever, and pass judgment on people. It is very, very real. It's emotional. It's jarring. It's scarring. So one of the things that Tanya Stevens talked about, and it was just living proof right here from Shu, who just talked to us about it. She, Tanya actually said, which is different from Shu, she later um, went back and dated one of her rapists, Okay. She said, you won't believe it. I went back later and dated the guy. But so when the interviewer asked her, why did you do that? She said, well, you know, because I wanted validation. I wanted to know that really I wasn't crazy. Did I just imagine that this horrible thing happened to me? She said she didn't trust her own judgment after that because it was so horrific for her. Um, and she wanted it. Most informal, she wanted it to be acknowledged by this person. She wanted him to acknowledge what he did to her, but it never came. That acknowledgement never came from this person. And they dated, but he never acknowledged. He never apologized. She wanted an apology, but it never came. And then she finally broke it off with him when he proposed to her. It, it, it like it smacked her out of it and she was like you know he's never going to i'm never going to get what i need from him so she broke it off so and then what she said was what stood out to me was the biggest damage is not physical in that type of situation but mm -hmm. psychological so that leads us now into the last, the fourth one that we talked about, Carlin, um, type of abuse. We talked about sexual abuse. We talked about physical abuse. We talked about the verbal and emotional abuse. Uh, but this one now is the last one, which is psychological or mental abuse. Right. Okay, so, um, and I think that's, I, before we even start to talk about it, I just want to, 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 to suggest that all the types of abuse can lead to um, that kind of psychological growth, yes. right? Which is why it just pans right across. Yeah. So you start to have, first of all, you start to think about, did this thing happen? You know, am, am I making too much of something? Um, is it that... I did I did I do something to make it look as if I was agreeing with this? Yeah. Um, that I have responded in another way. Um, was I inviting? Did I scream loud enough? Um, is it that I did? You know that kind of thing. And so, it first of all it drives a crippling fear into you as a victim. This kind of psychological abuse it drives a crippling fear. So you start to question um, your part in all of this right um it causes you to second guess who you are as a person what do you stand for as a person you know um it causes you to have self-blame and so you want to um you want to absorb everything that happened which is probably why tanya decided she wanted to go back into the into the ring you know to say let me do this again um, let me do this again and see if there's anything I would do differently, that kind of thing, you know. Um, it causes you to 
compare yourself with other people and you're always going to come up less. You are never going to come up uh, with the upper hand. You're always going to, you are going to cause yourself to compare yourself with somebody else. And even before you comparison, you are saying, I'm going to fall short, right? Mm -hmm. It causes you to challenge yourself and you know you are not going to win that challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like your abuser creates a path for you and it's almost like you can't stop yourself from going down that path. Which is why, again, I started off by saying a lot of our girls become promiscuous. So it's like they, they, they kind of control you in such a way that they make you act the way they want you to act and you just walk right into it like you don't have any choice anymore. It's like your, your, your power of reason or reasoning is gone and it's pretty much like you are lost and you have to, and that's why writing helps you to recapture yourself. You, you collect your thoughts and you regain control because that is what you have to do. You have to regain control of the person you are, what you believe in, what your standards are, and admit that somebody did this wrong to you, right? Now, mentally, you have to, you have to take a decision and you have to say, listen, you have to have those private conversations with self. And that's when you find yourself um, using... Um, your counselor would say use affirmation. So you are going to find positive things about you and you're going to speak it into your being. So it's not a joke when they tell you, um, get up and say 10, affirm yourself in 10 positive ways every day. That is because you are recapturing your thoughts and your control, right? So when people tell you to um, find a space and the whole thing of yoga and finding peace and finding your center, that's what you're trying to do. Recapture. Your, your, your thoughts and your processing because what your, what your perpetrator does is he, he, he strips you and rapes you of that. Mm. So you have to find a way to, to bring it back all together, right? Um, it affects the way you concentrate, the way you set standards for yourself, the way you set targets for yourself, the way you can achieve stuff because you start believing in you for a minute, you stop believing in you. You stop believing in your ability to protect yourself because you were there and this thing happened, right? Oh. Um, people can, people the, the perpetrate, and that's why sometimes, have you ever watched those movies where they, um, the, the perpetrator laughs at you, ridicules you, make you feel like you're losing your mind, um, trying to convince that you are not steady because the moment you, 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 you remember the strength that you have within is the moment you start to heal. Yeah. And it's the moment you can push back at your perpetrator. Exactly. And say, yes, you did it one say, time, that's when you regain but, your right. control. You did it one time, but you're, I'm never going to allow you to do it again. Right. Yeah. And if, and it, it sounds easy to say, but for the victim, it's like, it's almost like, um, like you have to walk on a body of water to get to that place. It's right over there, but it's so hard to regain but the moment you can do that right so you speak positivity and that is why now it becomes important to surround yourself with positive energy with yes. people who believe in you with people who believe in themselves with people who know the version of you that is healthy and fun and well and so that is why good friends people that you trust can help you to come out of a place like that that's why it is important a lot of people say oh i'm a loner and everybody needs somebody 
you. you don't need the whole world, but you need somebody. So you need to know that there's this one person who you can go and be open and empty and naked with. Yes. And then those are the people who can help you back. Right. And, you know, we're not going to talk about mental illness or anything like that, but it is along that same path that some victims go down and never come back. Yes right but that's for another show as well but it is it is it is regaining and and you know the truth is even sometimes something really traumatic happens to you in your life and you have to you find that you have to fight to stay mentally as strong as you know you are no you can have weekdays but this is what i totally am against you can have weekdays but you're not gonna have 30 weekdays in a row or 60 weekdays in a row, you have to find a place. And even if you are being counseled, and even if you are on medication, a part of your healing is when you make a conscious decision to get up and pull your strength from within. Right. With all the therapy and everything else that happens, you have to get to a place where you say, okay, Carol, this is, this is what you have to do. Right? Exactly. Right. And there are a lot of people around you who can help you and you can lean on them. But there are there is a time when you have to say, yes, I have to get up and I have to. So that's when Tanya said to him, no, I'm not going to marry you. I'm yeah. done. Over. Yeah. I don't need this anymore. And I'm going to walk away in another direction because it's that time now. You don't yeah. get there overnight, but you certainly have to know when you get there and yeah. act accordingly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I also read a study where um, it stated that why is it damaging, like emotional abuse, why is it damaging, right? And it said that according to this study, severe emotional abuse can be as damaging as physical abuse, right? And it contributes to, here's the kicker, because you just said it. So this is just supporting what you just said. It contributes to depression and low self-esteem. That's it right there. It strips yes. you of that self-esteem, you mm -hmm. know, and it just makes you start to question everything about you. You feel like you're, you're of no value. And the study also suggested that emotional abuse may contribute to the development, and I didn't think so, the development of chronic conditions such as fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. So if you're always exhausted and tired in this it is so basically it just beats you down it does and and all of us can identify with that because like i said we've had times in our lives where you just you just feel like oh my god i can't it doesn't make any sense that i get up why am i going to get up it's yeah. going to be different from yesterday so i'm not even getting up it doesn't make any sense and i and you know have those days because like i like this show because we are real have those days yeah have three of those days yeah but then say to yourself this not day four this is another day yeah something has to give today you know and then that's when we need each other because that's when your, your phone will ring and somebody will say we see we're going on the road today yeah, yeah you've been down for three days but guess what we're going on the road today yeah you know pull yourself up and yeah. and, and, and celebrate outside. celebrate your friends at that time because yeah. they are the ones and you know if you're a good friend you allow your friend the two or three days to be down but then you you pace it and then you say all right i'm calling up carl today yeah and we're gonna go we're gonna go do something you know that's yeah. when you need each other give them yeah. some time and then you say okay i'm gonna pull you out i'm pulling yes. you up 
And you right. have to be willing if you are a friend and look at yourself very carefully. So when we talked about the show and we told everybody what topic we were going to be doing today, you know, we specifically said it's not just for people who've been abused. It's also for the family members, the friends, other people, you know, this affects you too. So if you know that you're a friend to someone going through this, you do have a responsibility to that friendship to help and you can help. You're not going to take on what they're going through, but you're going to help them like Carlin just said. Okay. So that's and, what we're here for. And for our children, you know, we were talking about children being abused. And so as adults, it's so difficult to deal with you know this emotional pressure imagine yeah. a child imagine a, a seven-year-old an eight-year-old a nine-year-old who is feeling like there is nobody who understands it doesn't make any sense i talk to anybody at all you know yeah. um that is that is something that persons who interface with children you have to pay attention to your own children to the to your, to your relatives you know what is it about their behavior that starts to change that could point to you that oh something might be wrong you know is it that they have just become fearful of any adult who enters the room is it that there's a sudden um drop in their performance at school is it that they are constantly tired you know what is it about a child's behavior that is different from the norm and you have to look for these behavioral signs because sometimes that's the only way they tell us that something is wrong right so we have to be we have to pay attention so that we can see the red flags and hopefully we see them before it's too late because i probably an eight-year-old won't walk up to you and tell you oh i'm feeling depressed and no but you will see that their behavior is a little bit different than what you are used to you see them not interacting with their peers or can i tell you a normally quiet child might become very talkative mm. so that is also something to look at a normally quiet child might all, all of a sudden just walk into the room and just chatting and chat. That's not always a good thing. So you have to know your children and you have to know when they start to act out of character because it might be their way of saying to you, hey, something is happening. Right. Yes, something is wrong. So that also segues into um, what you mentioned before. So take us into some signs. That's one of them. Take us into some signs now of what do we look for in our children to kind of have an idea that hello this child is waving th this flag what is it uh, uh white alert flag. flag a red flag white. white flag what is it i don't know uh, the flag okay. that says danger whatever the flag that's saying right. help me yeah. all right, right. So, there are a whole lot of signs but i'm going to just just want to talk about probably three or four anger so your child is just angry um conflict resolution is just an issue the first thing i'm going to do is fight um i just there's no talking through anything i am just an angry person everything makes me angry and i'm angry with the whole world that's not normal right so that's something you have to pay attention to but the problem with that is that most of the time when our children are angry they do stuff to get in trouble. So you deal with the result of the anger and you're always dealing with that. Why did you break this thing? Why did you fight at school? Why did you? I would want to ask parents to just take a step back and look at what is the common thread with all this behavior. You are so angry. Deal with that anger part, not the result of the anger. 
not the angry behavior, the fact that you are always angry. And let's look at that, right? It might not be abuse, but it might be something else, right? Um, depression. So, and especially now with, um, you know, the whole pandemic and children are, they, they get to interface with each other less and so on. So your child just becomes extra quiet. Um, they don't want to leave their room. Um, something is just not right. They are sad all the time. No, that's why it's important to talk to your child because feeling sad and getting quiet, don't get me wrong, does not necessarily mean abuse, but it certainly warrants a discussion. You know, are you okay? Is there something you want to talk about? That kind of thing. So you're talking about being depressed and that kind of thing. Um, another child might just be visibly nervous, visibly uncomfortable, uncomfortable, um, just not making eye contact, um, not saying too much, answering questions with just one words or one word or just a smile or no smile or just visually uncomfortable right that's something to pay attention to um don't just say oh she's just acting weird um take a minute to find out what's going on especially if that child is really not like that i'd said before um a child might become extremely talkative a normally quiet child might become talkative and you might think oh all of a sudden you're just you know any change in behavior any deviation from what is the normal behavior so you can well imagine how parents or guardians or caregivers who really don't know their children get lost when the behavior changes right because you know that it's easy for us to not know because we get busy and we have three and four jobs and we're going to school and we have a baby and you don't even realize that you're you, you really don't know what is the normal behavior of your child so when it starts to to shift it takes you a long time to realize that it's shifting, right? Um, and we spoke about the anger and the hostility too. That is also something. Bed wetting. Um, your child starts to just wet the bed and, you know, just, just out of sorts. That is something to pay attention to. Um, for, for, for teachers, I don't have any teachers online, but you're at school and the child starts to come to school looking a little different than they would normally look. Their um, general presentation of self starts to look different. And so you, don't, you, you have to pay attention to that to say, you know, you know what's going on, that kind of thing. Um, you notice that the clothes, just they're not as sharp as they used to look, you know, something just seems off. Have a conversation. Now, what we don't want to do is to jump to conclusions. Like we know for sure something is wrong. Right. But just be aware that these are red flags, right? Um, you might have a child who tries tries to, I don't know if you have ever experienced it, but a child just always seems to want to strike up a conversation with you, you know? Maybe not to talk about anything that looks like abuse, but always wanting to be in your space, always wanting to be heard. Perhaps that child is trying to forge a relationship to get comfortable. So find the time. You know, it could be your own child. It doesn't have to be a stranger, you know. It could be your own child who is just trying to get a little closer to you. You just feel that kind of, you know, vibe. Like, you know, they just come and they just lay down and picking a conversation really about nothing. 
they're really trying to see can i can i can i they're testing the waters you know and if you find that that is happening just take a step back and allow them to to lead if you understand what i mean allow them yeah. to lead. allow them to to choose the, the topic of discussion that kind of thing now children who want to, to disclose will have a plan and they will one identify a person who they trust two um identify person who they are comfortable with three strike up a conversation conversation happens today tomorrow and so they are they are they are building up now what you don't want to do is you don't want to do anything to break that momentum like say oh you've been bothering me for the past week give me a break today i'm tired you don't want to do that because a child who would have done all the groundwork to try to get to you and remember this could be your own child right so a child who is doing the ground work and building the bridge to have the conversation you know i want to share with you something that we teach parents it's called genuine encounter moments gems so our children are our gems they are precious to us and these genuine encounter moments are moments that you you kind of build into your everyday activities it's not because you have the time to pause everything no it's because you are going to know um just make it just intertwine it with what you're doing for example you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and your child comes that can be a genuine encounter moment not like you're pausing the whole world you're there cooking but your child is there and you're having a conversation and you are using every opportunity to have that conversation because it might be this one time that your child decides to say something right so you are you are doing your potatoes or you're doing whatever and the child just sits in something now, I don't want you to drop the potato and the entire cooking is stopping. Right in your genuine encounter moment, you are continuing to cook and you are, okay, I yeah, so you, you mentioned that so-and-so. And right there is a breakthrough because that is the moment when your child decides, I want to tell mommy that I'm not comfortable with something. Another... But yeah, good. Sorry, sorry. Right. So, so, so you just have to pay attention so that when it when it happens, it doesn't it doesn't hit you like a ton of bricks. Right. And too many of us, it hits us, and it, and it's when we sit, we say, "Oh, so that's why last week when I was washing the car, she came and started, but I was just so rushing to do another meeting that I didn't even give her the time, and then the whole guilt comes into play, right? right? So." These genuine encounter moments are important where it might be that moment that your child is trying to say something to you. But all in all, how do you know and how do you get it right? Know your child as best as you can. And anything that seems different from the regular way your child operates is an opportunity for you to pause. Pause right. and pay attention. That's what I would say. Pause and pay attention. And real quick. Uh, Miss Monica, um, for kin she says that for kindergarten children, they may not want to go with the person who comes to pick them up from school. They will cry. That's something to look into. Right. That's that's right. Yes. Um, so so they they may they are visibly uncomfortable, you know, with 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 somebody and you know for us who are looking on we have to be so um careful we have to be so careful that when we see these signs it's not about making a big alarm and 
calling the police and it's about just being sensitive, picking up on things and being cautious, being careful, but still paying attention, right? Still paying attention and just um, being smart about how you, you respond. So for example, a child doesn't want to go. So you are not going to be the one to go out and say, oh, and you know, he doesn't want to come with you. And I think it could be because you're abusing him. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be like that. It's you going to be paying attention and probably having a conversation with probably another parent, the other parent also to say, you know, he seems a little bit uncomfortable when uncle so comes or auntie so comes, that kind of thing. What I want to get out there is that as adults, all of us have a responsibility whether it is your child or a child who by some you are somehow responsible for by virtue of your job or whatever it is you have a responsibility to pay attention definitely wow wow excellent yeah um okay good so those are some of the signs like you said um we're not going to go through every single one of them but um those are some of the main ones and um so you, you talked about the good ones. <laughs> the, the, when I say the good ones, I don't mean good in that sense, but some of the very visible, some of the most yeah. important key signs. Um, a couple others that I would probably mention too is from what I saw was if you're talking to the child and you notice that there's a long lag time between a question and a response, mm -hmm. um, that's what that might be a sign that, you know, because sometimes the children, like you said, are not going to share willingly or openly tell you if they're being abused or something, um, you know, so if it's not your child, that is too. And there might be a long lag between that. Um, if they're changing the topic, right, or offering irrelevant information when you put them on the spot, right, changing the topic. So some of you parents out there, you know, these are some things we're, we're telling you, you might want to write them down, take a note of this, and just observe your child, okay? If they're changing the topic or they're offering irrelevant information when you put them on the spot, you ask them directly, but all of a sudden they're talking about something else and you're right. like, wait, wait, uh, didn't I just ask about the sun and the, the weather today? Right. And now all of a sudden they're telling me about this book bag issue and whatever. So if their pitch gets higher than normal, right? All of a sudden the, vi the, the voice starts to get high. Mm -hmm. You're like, wait a minute, how come the pitch just went up so high? Pay attention yep. to that change. Um, all right. And they're starting- Eye contact okay. too. Okay. The eye contact and the eye movement, if they're not willing to give you that eye contact, then something may very well be wrong. And if they're stuttering, um, which is usually not present in their normal speech, and all of a sudden they're stuttering, that could be something you should look out for as well. And please don't gloss over it and just be like, oh, you know, he's just being weird today or he's just being that's weird. Right. That's, exact, that's exactly right. You know, because a lot of times, you know, parents are so busy and they have so much you're going through. And sometimes some kids really, they're not sharers. So you just pass it off as, oh, they're just being weird. You know, mm -hmm. we, we want to stop and take a look at that. Anything else that you wanted to really, you've taken me through, my dear, 
all of the things that I really wanted to bring out to our audience today and share with folks of what they need to look at. Is there anything else you want to leave with us and make sure that we're all aware of and should be um, doing for our children? All right. So um, just wanted to say that as parents, we need to accept that learning how to parent does not stop. You are always, you always have to put yourself in a position as a parent where you want to build capacity and you want to improve the way you parent. Every time I make a presentation to parents, I speak to myself again, right? And as parents, we always have to, to see what can we do to be the best version of ourselves. That's the first thing. Um, two, I, I want to, to encourage parents to be a part of the change process. Be a part of that change process that's going to break the cycle of abuse. Um, if it has happened to us before, it has happened. And part of our healing is to try and not let it continue, right? So we need to stop thinking that, oh, it happened to me. This is what my mommy and daddy did to me. Yes, and because they did it to you, make a conscious decision that you are not going to do it to your children right and that's very important and three um build relationship with your children know your children you should know your children better than anybody else and so even if somebody approaches you to say something you you should be honest enough to say well my son is dominic and i know that dominic will do that i know that dominic will do that but you see that other thing up there that's 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 not him I, that would be very weird if he would do that. Now, a lot of parents say, oh, I can't swear for my child and we should never swear for anybody, but we should build relationship enough so that we can be confident that everybody has to believe in somebody, mm -hmm. right? Everybody has to be, our children have to believe in us, yes? And so we yeah. have to build relationships so that if something happens, you can say, and sometimes we have three children and you can say, well, I know that Dominic will do that. I know that CJ wouldn't do that. And I know that Kalia would absolutely not do that, right? You have to know your children, right? And you have to build relationship. And the most important thing that I want to say, you know, as I exit this platform is that building relationship and trust with your children or your child begins from day one. Yeah. It begins from day one. It begins with things that appear as insignificant to you. They don't, it doesn't seem significant to you because your baby's just three months old or six months old. But the moment, well, we could, we could debate that it starts from before, but let us just put it at day one. Once your child is born, your child starts to form a relationship with you. And it is important to take the time. It takes time investing in your relationship with your child. It is very, very important because your child must be able to trust you and equally, you must be able to trust your child as well. And sometimes it's unfortunate as parents, we, we don't see the importance of that until our children turn 16 or 18 or 21 and get a driver's permit and get the keys to our car. And that's when we are hoping that we can trust them. That's not where it starts. It right. starts when your child is way, way younger than that. It, start, it starts with conversation. How are we going to get this trust? We have to be consistent as parents. It takes ongoing, consistent effort to forge this trusting relationship. And that is what our children need, right? And even if we make mistakes because we are human beings, 
because of the trust that we have, it will be easier to have the conversation, to say we are sorry as parents, we have to learn that it's okay to apologize to our children, to say we are sorry and to move on. But it is important to strike that relationship full of trust, but it takes time, it takes consistency, it takes effort, all right? So it's very important to be, have a trusting relationship with your child. Be, be the bigger person sometimes when you walk away from an, from an argument it's not because you are weak it's because you are more experienced and you are taking a decision to walk away some parents think that if they walk away the child is winning no you are walking away because you are the more experienced person and you are walking away to come to your calm place so that you don't make a bad situation worse it's okay to apologize it's okay to walk away as parents because remember this is a relationship right if you don't get it right with your child you leave them open to the elements out there for somebody else to get it right with them you don't want that to happen right right it's very important because if you even have 10 children you still only have one opportunity to parent each child never going to get that six-year-old again at six might be another child at six Right. So just it's, it's a one it's a one shot opportunity. It's a, and it's an opportunity to parents and we have to take it on. We have to ask for guidance from the above if, if he's who you believe in. But it is something that takes constant effort. Right. You can't know enough about parenting. Always be open to learn more. Don't judge yourself too harshly. Be honest with yourself. If you make a mistake, it's OK to say to your child, I messed up. I messed up. And I am sorry, but I am committing to continue to try to be the best parent that I can be. That's okay. And they value that. Absolutely. You know? I've said that to my child before and they value and it completely changed her attitude. You know, she was upset before and feeling like I was this unfair person. And then I said, you know what? baby, I was wrong. I made a mistake. You know, right. I'm going to apologize to you because I jumped to conclusion da, 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 da. and it completely changed her mood, her attitude and everything. So it is true. It is very important. And it doesn't mean that you're giving in to your child and giving them the upper hand to rule and this and that is building and forging that relationship with the child. That's most important. That's correct. So I want to thank you so much, my dear. Oh my gosh. I was quiet the whole time. Don't <laughs> even mention Reese. Reese, you awake? Are you sleeping over there? It's deep. <laughs> you had that mouth quiet. Okay. <laughs> and mesmerized. So that says a lot. My, no, I'm joking. But seriously, what you shared with us today was so, 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 so important. And I really appreciate you for coming here. You broke it down in simple terms for everybody listening. And I know that we don't always have everyone commenting and stuff and people will comment later on and they'll tell us how they feel about things later on. But this is such an important topic that I'm so thankful that you came on and shared with us and our listeners and Shu, oh, I'm so grateful and thankful to you for sharing your experience with us today and being so brave to talk about it. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you for all the valuable information. That's true. That's a little pleasure from Mississippi. 
Yes, Travis. All the way from Mississippi, because again, this show is international. As you can see, Carlin is straight from Jamaica, and we have she's joining us today, and we have listeners from everywhere who joins us and we have people who are also listening on the radio so you guys i hope you've taken some notes i hope you've gained some knowledge as well and you will take into consideration what carlin has shared with you today carlin thank you my dear we appreciate you so Thanks. much it was a pleasure and another time we will have more so you can educate us a little bit more on some of the other deeper things that we would like to go into um, another sure. time on another show, you know, because we love doing this. We, yes. you know, we, we, it's not because we're doing this for money and all of that. We do it because we care and we of want course. to educate people and we want to help people. I want to help kids, you know, they're out there and they're suffering. I cry when I look at stuff like this, like, oh my gosh, why do people hurt these children? You know, mm -hmm. I have a cat and I'm so concerned about my little cat. Also, I rush home to make sure, and I make sure he has enough food and enough water. And, enough. and if we love our pets, people love their pets so much. You have to do the same thing with your kids. They're just as helpless as your pets. Okay. Take care of them. Don't hurt them. Okay. Make an effort. Where's cookie? Is cookie there? Yes. <laughs> Talking about pets, my little cookie. Is she in her dress tonight? I don't know where she's in. She'll just make it a whole lot of noise and that to take her outside. <laughs> ah. Oh, my dear. Thank, well, thank you, you again so much. Really gave us a lot of information and stuff. So we'll see you again on another yes, show. Yes. Please come back All with right. us another time, my dear. All right, darling. Later. Bye. Bye. Yes. Oh, Reese, I can't see. We had you're so quiet today. It was deep. <laughs> it was deep. It was we had a very very deep conversation, and that's exactly what I wanted. Carlin fulfilled everything, everything, and I hope she's hearing this. I thank her so much. I thank you so much. You fulfilled everything today. You went into. She broke everything down, and if. There is, and I'm sure folks who are listening, you, you got a lot out of this today. Yes. Okay. So we'll have some more um, with Carlin at another time. But one of the things I want to say to our amazing listeners, thank you guys for being with us, yes. sharing your comments as well, and just listening. And even if you didn't share any comments with us, we know you're listening because we can see that you're listening. So thank you for being with us and just coming on. And, you know, even if you pop on and off with us, we see you as you popped on. We have uh, some people who popped on and off and on and off and off because that shows us that you really want to be with us and you're taking the time to be with us. So we appreciate it. And we hope that you've learned something. If you're not in that situation of abuse, but you may know someone, please take the time to pay attention or to speak with your friend about that okay yes, yes. and now what have when we actually went right up to to the end of the show literally yes. Yes. five minutes 
Yes, we have five minutes before we end our amazing show tonight. We will have a lot more show, everybody. Again, this is the show called Let's Connect. And we're going to be here again next week, next Monday. We're here every Monday, except for last Monday when (laughs) life happens, you know, sometimes. And unfortunately, you can't, you know, but we try to be here as much as we can every Monday evening, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come and be with us. And please, I say this every week. Um, I don't get a whole lot of suggestions yet, but I'm asking again, send us topics yes. that you really, you personally want to know about. If you feel like it's important, send those topics to us. Yes. Okay. Because we, we dig into stuff. Reese and I, we do a lot of research into what is happening and what people are talking about in the world so we make sure that we're talking about it as well because if even if it affects one person that's one person's life that we would like to to help right. okay um but we need your help so please send us the suggestions and the topics that you want to hear and we will address them here you know that the, the type of show that we are on the platform we are we're not you know it, it has to be certain type of topics of course something that would be beneficial to everyone <laughs> okay so with this i mean i'm, I'm all talk talk today i'm like you didn't even say nothing what are you talking about girl? Know, the, the, it was, i'm pretty uh, sure you were probably over there snoring i just didn't hear it would have heard <laughs> i just didn't hear it you're, you're right i would have heard with that everybody would be like what the hell <laughs> What the hell going on over there? I know that they live near a truck stop. Well, we did not take that back. We definitely would have heard. Okay, because next week I will be doing my sleep study. So they're going to actually see how severe my sleep apnea is. Because I did go to the doctor and the doctor was like, based on, she was like, do you fall asleep like normally like standing up or whatever i'm like yes yes i I fall asleep when i'm talking to my friends and i have to tell them to take it personally do you sleep when you're like in a group of people oh yes that has happened many times um and once again anywhere anytime anywhere everywhere all day i just i'll be at my desk and i'll be like okay then yes He said, well, this clearly shows that you have sleep apnea, but let us confirm this with a sleep study. <laughs> so therefore, I'm having my sleep study next week. Oh, and, my uh, goodness. That's when they're going to formally diagnose me with the sleep apnea. And that's when I will have the, um, the machine. She says that if you use the CPAP machine, I will have um, oxygen flowing to my head. And I really didn't know that it was that serious that you can actually die in your sleep from this. Really? Like, yes, you stop breathing. Cause she was like, has anyone ever told you that you stop breathing? And I'm like, and my kids at first, they didn't know how bad it was, but they used to laugh and like, mommy, we videotaped you and you can actually see where I stopped breathing. Wow. You actually would stop breathing. I and it actually that. leads to stroke, mm. um, diabetes. They said, and you can, um, you can, you can pass away in your sleep. Wow, apnea. So you better go take care of that immediately. One of my the dear. main things that can help it too is losing weight. Yeah. So that you know. So yes. Once yeah. again, I got to lose this weight. 
Yeah. And I know you've tried before, but don't give up. Keep trying. Keep trying till you find something that works for you. That that you're going to stick to. It is not, it is not um, anything to play with. Yeah. So So I'm glad you're finally going to get to go do the study next week. And you're going to take care of that. On my trip, just to share with you real quick, which was really frightening. I was actually driving and my, and my friend was like, Pat, the, I was actually falling asleep. Like I, that's why I made a joke, but I, you know, I said, somebody trusted you to drive. <laughs> I never knew. It never used to be that bad. And I, I never had that problem. So, you know, I'm like, so glad I'm going yeah. to get this all sorted out, you know? So if you experiencing falling asleep, and you don't understand, you know, you're not sleeping in the middle of the night, you know, go see a doctor because it's not, and it's nothing to play with. Nothing. Well, to play. There you have it, folks. Um, again, that's another topic for sleep apnea. So if you are struggling with this, please go have it looked at. You know, that's one of the things a lot of us in the black and brown communities, we don't do as much as we should do. We don't take care of our health as much yeah. as we should. So until, when it's, get too until bad. when it's too late. Yeah, when it's you too know? late. Yeah, exactly. When something is, the horse is through the barn already. Come on. If it's you cool. feel something, go look into it. Go check it out. Okay, don't wait. All right, people. With that, we're going to say we thank you for rocking with us today. You hung out with us for three hours. We talked your ear off, but we hoped you gained something okay. from this. Okay. And if you want to hear this episode again, it will be on YouTube. Shoo, I, ho- I hope you subscribe on the YouTube channel, right, Miss Shoe? Or you can listen to our podcast. All right. So we're going to put this on pad- podcast. And what I've been doing. While I'm at work, I'll be listening to the show. And I'm like, okay, my girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you listen so, on the podcast. You can listen That's on the why podcast. we had several listeners who asked us. They begged us because, you know, guys, you know, we share with you here. They begged us to make sure that we get this podcast done because we weren't putting it on the podcast. Yeah. We were doing everything and putting it up on, on our YouTube channel, which we have many, 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 many episodes out there on YouTube, but we weren't on podcast. And they said to us, no, you know, you guys should really do podcasts because a lot of times there are people like some of us who are at work and this and that. We can't watch the video because we're at work. We can't watch the video, which is YouTube, but we can have it in our headphones and we can listen and our bosses don't know that we're listening to something. So we, we immediately acted. We took your advice, you know, for all of our listeners who loved us enough to request that we took your advice and we are on um, different podcast platforms, Spotify, Anchor, this and that. Um, Check our social media page. We've put it up there on our Instagram page, on our, under our profile. It's there, all the platforms that we're on. Just check us out. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining. Let's wrap it up. See you next. She she, 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 she running me off for the show. (laughs) So we'll join us next week. Same time, same place. And let's connect. And, um, you know, this is your, your, your part now. (laughs) everybody as Reese just wonderfully said this is let's connect the show where you find more compassion more empathy and and less less 
judgment. judgment. Thank you, everybody. Thank you See you next week. Bye-bye.